Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch live. Another late night nocturnal show for those of you still conscious for it. Hope you haven't missed us too much. It's been under 24 hours since we posted last. Because we're in the mass production line of podcasting here. It's practically assembly line at this point, I would like to think. I'll always be a few hours late, never a few days. So, you know, that's the most that I could uh, promise here. <laughs> with that with that being said, Rick K, Captain Brunch being joined as always with Dustin Soglo Frazier. And the best part is that he won't be switching co-hosts like what two days before a show, some dumb shit like that. Couldn't imagine people would do that, but you know, unbelievable. So tonight we're gonna go into a Survivor Series poll that we have for all of you, because yeah, it was November seven years ago that I decided to do Talk Brunch, and we'll be doing stuff in regards to all of that. The website being renewed and a whole bunch of other stuff happening wonderful time to be a wrestling fan as well we're going to go into some of the politics going on some of the more updates on the releases like we promised uh rivalries rap battles uh content creator issues contract negotiations all kinds of stuff so stay tuned for that and thank you to everybody listening across all popular places podcasts are found and housed including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and of course the video feeds over on Facebook and Twitch. Thank you for joining us on this late night. Yeah, man. I know it's late. I'm sorry. My, my wife said, hey, I love you. I said, my wife said, hey, I love you. I said, even though the show's on really late? <laughs> I, I, I really did. That's fucking great. <laughs> I love you too with too much of a generic response. It's like even if the show is on late. That's right, I definitely leave, gentlemen. Oh boy. Alright. Wanna start off with a few clips and some fun stuff here. So apparently during one of the house shows in the UK in Birmingham, some kid was gonna get crushed as they all rushed towards the barricade to go greet Randy Orton. And he saw that this kid was getting crushed and essentially had to get everyone off of him. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Poor kid was up in the front row and like kind of like stuff like you see at like soccer games or stuff like that. People just mob the front row. Poor kid got caught in it and Randy saved his ass. I'll bring this one up to full so you guys can see in the chat as well. Cool with him. 
Very cool. So, as someone who's gone to several WWE events, that's my least favorite thing are the fans. I'm not going to lie, and I hate to say that, but the WWE universe is really annoying. And they do have this tendency, and you don't see it on camera a lot, and I don't even think it should be allowed. I guess maybe it varies in different states, but in my state, and I've talked about this on here before, even if they're up on, like, the top, when someone big comes, they all come tornadoing down and will just, like, lean over that front barricade, which is really annoying if you're, like, in the front, like I have been, because that means now I'm just seeing the back of you. And I didn't sit up here, certainly, so that I could see the back of you. Right. I've told this story. Dustin loves it. You know, I've told this story before, but it was a time that my (laughs) wife and I I were at an event. And I'm like so happy because my whole thing is there's always that anticipation when you get to the event. I don't know if you guys have ever been to it, but like when you're the whole thing, when you get your tickets, you're going through the, the you get your food over and then you finally you get your seat and you look and you realize like you made it like, yeah, all right, I'm seated. This is perfect. I have a view right where I need to be. Nothing like this is it. I fucking mission completed S rank. Now I could just sit and watch the pay-per-view. There's no there's not gonna be any room for complication. That's that's the way I feel. I usually rank myself when I'm seated. I give myself like my own little rating. I never thought about it until now, but I'm seated, I'm like, all right. Look around me like yeah. ranking the XP rolls in. I'm at the hard camera. Yeah. It's just like on television. All right. Nobody's nobody's face. No one's sign in front of me. And these bastards come around. It's usually kids. They'll usually come running down. So then you're just sit, sitting there looking at the back of them leaning over the barricade and they'll all press up against each other and things like that. And uh, I made it awkward. Not going to lie. I made it awkward. You guys know I don't really have that. Much. I have a disdain for kids. I was sitting there and I was getting a little bit tight. about this story. You can't hit them, you know. <laughs> so I marked out too. <laughs> like I remember I went between the kids from my seat since I was right there and up against the barricade with them. I was like, all right, woo, yeah. I love you guys and I was like marking out and like the kids kind of stopped marking out and they kind of like looked up at me you know and even the parents seemed like uncomfortable everyone was uncomfortable it was universal uncomfortability for everyone to come around (laughs) and I was like got a little personal space back don't want to be around the crazy man who marks out for the fucking wrestlers do you do you (laughs) the sad part is when you said that my I don't know I instinctively go to the fucking Nikki Bella guy but I remember that story (laughs) Yeah, no, I was, I just got annoyed. I was like, every time it's like every time. And it was always when music hits. It wasn't just like in an entrance, like as soon as there was a cover and it made me almost wince at cover. So it was like, man, I'm, I'm more anticipation of the covers here than over there. Because like, as soon as the three count comes, they all come down for the celebration. Like if they're Ewoks and this is Return of the Jedi, what pissed me off was like, stay up there. There was a pin. Relax. There's going to always be a pin. Every time there's a pin, I'm expected to see you guys. I would get, oh my God, I would get so aggravated just trying to sit here and enjoy at the time my alcoholic beverage, you know, and just watch the show, you know, and every time I have to worry. (laughs) Stasis made it 10 times worse for me, just because now I thought, I forgot you always wear those big black coats. I can see the coaches flopping in the wind. Yeah! Yeah, I was having a blast, man. I just marked out completely, so everybody would have, and they started pulling the kids back. And then, of course, the security who's walking past just to check that front thing, they 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 look at my wife and I, they go, do you have a ticket? And I showed them, yeah, my seat's right there. Okay, as long as the seat's right there. Fuck you. Like everyone else that came tornadoing from the top like an avalanche, as long as their seat's not right there. But me, whose seat is literally right behind me, I could just fall back into it. You're going to question where the fuck I go. And it makes me naturally like a, like a heel, even in, in the gimmick. 
because if we were in the era of Cena doing all of that with the let's go Cena, Cena socks. And if you've ever been in those crowd, and I've said this on here before, the, the kids, if they're around you and you're a Cena socks, they'll direct their let's go Cena's at you. Like they're not even doing I'm it. At the don't ring. play this game with me. I heard the, the feelings. The, they're like shouting in your, like in your face, like, like let's go, like toward your face, let's go. And I'm like, fuck you, Cena sucks. So I would oh, like. Bro, you, you play that game with me, it's gonna be a let's go Cena fucking Santa's fake. Like, yeah, don't play man. with me. <laughs> I remember going there during the era where I forget exactly what the whole gimmick was, but Kane came back with the other mask and he had like a hiss in his voice and he was coming after Cena specifically. Oh remember yeah, that? I remember that one. I remember I was, at, I was at one of those where he came after him. I was happy. Like, I was like, I would always cheer for him, even if I wanted to see him. I was like, I want to see you kids go home miserable. <laughs> like, I want the show down with and everything's red and fuck you all. Get up and leave. Like, sometimes I would want that ending just because the kids were there. Like, I wouldn't. I was like, I want the heels. I want this to end with the heels on top, standing on the chest of whoever the fuck you're popping for. I can't stand you bastards. So obnoxious. <laughs> You know, so I could understand, like, I would get so much enjoyment out of the heel stuff there because only in, in like, areas like out here because there's so many kids that it's like you can't, their little, little hearts break. I could almost understand from a WWE standpoint not giving people what they want just because I've seen it up close. It's like, yeah, take that shit. Look at Cena. What is he now? <laughs> On the floor like a bitch. Kane's going to take him to hell after this. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> All the armaments are going to burn. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, these kids—they—they are—they uh, all push each other. They're all pressing. That's the—that just puts into perspective just how bad it is. You know what I mean? Just the fact that like they—he had to ask the kid if he's okay. You're not dead, are you? Are you squashed from this? Because remember that there's a lot of the time seats right where they are. Now think about it. We're looking at all of this. What about the people seated? If they're not the ones that are there, you almost have no choice but to stand up. Oh, <laughs> that's just so fucking funny. He's gonna drag them to hell afterwards. You know that, right? <laughs> That's why a lot of the time people think that I'm just shooting when they're like, you know, if you had tickets, would you go right now? It's like a lot of the time. No, man, I don't want to be part of the battle of the WWE universe sometimes. Oh my God. You know, I'm sure there were people during like Braveheart and shit that just liked the idea of, of William Wallace. You know, they weren't <laughs> like, I'll get my sword too. Fuck that. I'm one of those guys. Stay here and be safe. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, Cena don't like kids, right? Let's go <laughs> Cena. And Cena don't like kids. I never he thought about mama, that. Not he, you. <laughs> and he admitted it. He was like, because he has a selfish lifestyle. But yeah, it would drive me nuts, man. Like a lot of those events would just be annoying. And it's kind of like you're supposed to sort of be all right with it because this is for them and not you. But it's like, tell that to my bank account. It's like, well, if I have to pay for this shit, just like them, not you. So much more intimate when I've gone to see that's the reason why I've always said like when I've gone to like the indie events it's, it's much more intimate there where you it's like it doesn't feel like never felt that disdain towards the people next to me <laughs> you know oh my god like Stacey are you kidding me those would be the greatest PTA meetings ever <laughs> the, o- the only time because most of the time you get adults when you go to like a, like uh, indie events the only time I've ever felt disdain toward an indie event was uh, I was watching this indie event and it was the Bucks against Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan, like some sort of an intergender thing. It was just one of those crazy wild matches. And there was this chick who you could tell just got brought to this thing. And the reason you could tell is because we were in the second row. She was one row in front of me. And she would stand up whenever everyone else stood up. But she was like really tall and she would stand up. But the whole event, and I'm telling you this, that when this this event would have everything that you would want out of an event. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> like this had everything that you would want out of a fucking event. It had every indie person in there that you could possibly think of. Cole Cabana was there. Um, the Bucks, Candice, Joey Ryan was there. A lot of the top, like a lot of top talent, Japanese talent was there. And uh, 
she was just following protocol and I, I can't really blame her in hindsight she didn't know she just didn't want to look out of place but she never looked up from her phone like from the moment of this event like she never saw any of the wrestling but she was sure to stand up whenever something important was happening while still being on her phone to just cover to just block me but she was just standing up because everyone around her was so just to partake in the mob like she wasn't looking at the spots or anything i swear man that's the only time i ever thought i could strangle you like like brian danison does with the fucking scarf like i could just from behind you you won't even know what happened <laughs> it was a soul frustrating i was like you're not even part of that man. don't bring your girlfriends that don't like the shit show them tapes first teach them something like don't just drag them to the fucking indie show yeah please show them make sure they like it don't waste a ticket <laughs> oh my god i made that mistake once i fucking maybe a, god i can't remember how long ago it was i brought a girlfriend to a fucking ama supercross event worst day of my life she didn't know who the fuck to cheer for she didn't know who was sad like i <laughs> yeah don't forget they're not gonna have commentary as much as you don't appreciate it when you're there you're left to your own devices oh yeah you you gotta explain man i'll never forget my first raw it was right before i think it was backlash 2003 maybe it was whatever no it was that year i think they had the six man it was book i, I can't remember who was fucking one i know it was when booker t and triple h were still feuding yeah because it was it was that raw where you challenged him for the world title it was just so funny i can imagine the look on people's face when i'm trying to explain to my dad why every match on this backlash card is happening and everybody's looking at me like he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about <laughs> The one thing that I will say, and that's what's kind of magical about wrestling, and I've mentioned this on here years ago, but as much as there's all that chaos and there's that that kind of stuff happening, kids, adults, old people, some people interested, some people disinterested, there's certain formulas in the WWE. I don't know if it's black magic or just booking magic, but there's certain formulas that they can use that no matter what, if they need to, they can grab everybody. And I've mentioned on here, for some reason, specifically, like Randy Orton and John Cena, for example, like if those two guys are going to fight each other, doesn't even have to be a title on the line. All of the shit around stops. And I notice it because I'm kind of sensitive to all the shit around. I don't want anybody touching me or being around me. But all of the shit around stops. It doesn't matter what they were, what was happening. And I, I mean this. And it's not I'm trying to put them over because they're, they're great. And but when they have Cena and, and Orton in the matches that I've seen, everything stops. Like literally, the kids stop and they're like, completely in sync with the ref and the two counts and the 10 counts and the ropes and everything all of the adults everything around the entire madison square garden comes to a complete halt it doesn't convey as good on tv as it does when you're there but there's something about those guys and there's other guys like them i'm saying those guys but there's something about those guys and i've seen it more with them than others because of the the times that i've got but everything stops they completely have full power over the audience without them even realizing it and uh they keep them at the edge of every single count so i think that's what ww really looks for more than the wrestling in their product is those moments where it's like for some reason there's something captivating enough about these guys that everyone who's distracted people who are not even looking checking their phones now everybody's here again i've seen it man and it is crazy and i felt that shit and I've only seen that out of a few guys. And I think that's the reason why they, the, like Cena and Orton, they, they get passes for just about anything because like they could literally stop a crowd. Like if you ever seen the movie Shakira where she stopped the crowd with her hand, like she got on stage and kind of went shh. <laughs> and like the whole crowd just kind of stopped. That kind of shit. I've seen like that level of power, you know? Yeah, this is true. Or not Shakira. Why did I say Shakira? What the fuck's the matter with me? Selena. It's bad because I, I knew the movie you were talking about. So yeah. I was just like, nah, I think you mean that. Yeah, no, I got to correct that though. Not even in the same fucking... Anyway, 
that's a different conversation. Right. But yeah, these guys are uh, just when they do that Something kind of stuff. Slide. You know, they they they've had that kind of power. But I've also seen that kind of power get taken away, which is kind of sad because I've seen it like in unexpected places. Like Zack Ryder is a good example. I'm not really huge on the guy or anything. I don't think he sucks. I think he's fine. I'm okay with Zack Ryder. It's fine. It's kind of like rice. I like white rice. I won't always eat it, but it's okay. I don't have anything against it. You won't see me like, damn you, rice. Smash the thing on the floor. But I digress. Zack Ryder. He gets reactions. Like most people don't get reactions like him. And this like for some reason, it looked to me like if you saw the reactions that he was getting, like when he became the U.S. champion, like during during an era like five, six years ago. It felt like they purposely tried to bury him as hard as they could to make sure that they beat that reaction out of the fans because he was getting that level of a reaction from people for some weird reason. It was to a point where I would see the fucking foam bullshit of his and the kids with their hair everywhere with the hair of him. They had they would sell like the fucking hair. You could just put the hair on your head and be him. I remember that. And it would have kids all, all over like that. And then everyone, like, he had, like, this thing with, with him. And this just felt like they just decided, you know what? Fuck him. We don't want him to have it. So we're going to just try. We're just going to beat it out of them. They threw him in a wheelchair off the ramp. And oh, it yeah. just felt like week after week. But I remember being there. And it was like he got a reaction. Like, it, there was a point where The Rock came out. And this is after the show went off the air. And they didn't stop chanting, we want Ryder. <laughs> you know, when The Rock was there. Yeah. When The Rock was once in a lifetimeing. That whole thing, he was there for that. And they were treating that for Ryder. And then Rock had to address it. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's Zack Ryder. He's a big boy, huh? You know? Yeah, and, uh, you know why he like it? Because he did that on his own. Yeah. That's why everybody right? liked Ryder. That's why everybody liked Ryder's push, because it was like, it was the closest they were going to get to somebody who I guess they could relate to. Like, they were never meant to be that big. But the fact that Ryder took time out of his life and made that happen on his own. I'm sorry, I just read Quest in the chat. He said he took his wife to SmackDown. <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> I heard some lady oh, talking Brett. about helping Roman Reigns. I had to make sure. You should have encouraged them. That would have been awesome. No, do not encourage. Oh, my God. It would have been the greatest anniversary story ever. Like, baby, you remember that time you jumped the rails for to help Roman? I sometimes envy people that actually legit have that level of suspension of disbelief that they got in right, the ring. They, like, to think about it. Like... In their mind, they saw themselves jumping in the ring and saving whoever side they were on, and now they're going to just be part of the storyline. You know? like in, But in the reality, what happens is they get tackled by security and then taken to the Wait, police station. We talked not long ago about the guy that, like, I can't remember who it was. He jumped in the ring and tried to attack, but he was like, yeah, they're going to nose me now. I'm going to be in AEW. And it's like, no, dummy. Thanks for the whole Spartan Jesus. Uh, but you know, those events are good. Like, I remember Willie mentioning recently that he was, he saw tickets on sale. I'm like, you should go, you know, go. If anything, if I had the time, I would, oh, yeah. I would probably they're, they're still. Fun. It is fun. It's just sometimes I don't feel like dealing, putting up with all the BS. And I've been to tons of them already, you know. But yeah, this was cool seeing Orton uh, help this kid that's getting squashed and all the yeah. chaos and stuff. You know what it kind of interesting reminds me of? It reminds me of um, part of uh, Mark Henry's Hall of Fame speech where he talked about when I think he, uh, he went to a show and he fell down and Andre picked him up. And like he never forgot that. Huh. Like that kid's gonna go that kid's gonna go home and be like, yo, Randy Orton saved me. That's true. That ruins his whole Jim couldn't be turning over in his grave if he wasn't still alive. Yeah, well, ain't nobody He's a heel. <laughs> ain't nobody worried about Jim. By the way, congratulations, Adam Page once again from Jim Cornette. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, Adam Page, yeah. He wasn't, it wasn't too right late, away. Jim. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I, I it was close though. You can't hold that against him. 
yeah, it 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 was getting close, but it was like the the only reason it was never it wasn't too late because like he hasn't even had the match. It'd be one thing if he had like world title match after world title match. Then I'm like, okay, it's too late. Like no, it was like I said last night. That was his second title match in AE, his second world title match in AEW. His entire existence. Yeah, which by the way, guys, if you didn't watch our AEW post show, watch it. It was good. I I enjoyed it was it. so fun. You know, we had a lot of fun. We changed some stuff around. Uh, did a few different things. You know, and made we it look to talk good. about what's probably one of the best wrestling pay per views of this entire year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. It was fantastic. This place is like in the eighties. All the kids got crushed. Yeah, how long until the kids show up? Oh, that made them tougher, you know. They grew up to be adults. That's how come all of these kids nowadays are complaining about about mental health and they need to take kids different medication. The because they didn't, time. they didn't get crushed as children. I bet that kid at Wednesday they go get complaining about it. Like motherfucker, don't you know I almost died? It's kind of like, look, it's our job to crush. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> we crush, we crush your dreams and your kids. WWE, then now in front. They just trample all <laughs> over you. You learn to you learn to make it or or break it. <sighs> we can't have stuff like that, you know. That's how the real wrestling yeah. stories would go. It would be more like something like a Christmas story or Malcolm in the Middle type shit. Like the kids always just be getting fucked up <laughs> at events, getting knocked over, and everything. <laughs> all the kids <laughs> using them to do to do wrestling moves. Oh my god! It's a bring your weapons match. Somebody tosses in their kid. Yeah, man. So speaking of Adam Page, I actually didn't have this planned, but uh, you reminded me he did have some. Didn't he talk to the crowd after AW went off the air or something? Um, yeah, he had some words with the people. Let me see what we got here. Supposedly really goes away. 
that said I wouldn't win it, I lied to myself then too, didn't I? I'll go for one last lie. To myself, I will hold this for the rest of my life. They should just let these things run. I guess I would give less yeah. content, but still, you know, I wouldn't mind sitting there an extra 30 minutes and let the after hours thing go or whatever. Yeah, he'd be nice. He's, he's a good champ. I'm not going to go too oh, much he, into he, that. We have a, we have a whole, mm-hmm, we have a whole post show for you guys. You should, that was a well-earned post show. Go to watch the damn thing. If you want to talk about AEW, but, uh, getting a little bit back into Randy Orton, a funny story. I don't know the source of this story. Otherwise I would have grabbed the audio. If I could find it next time, I would run it just cause it's that funny. Let me bring this up on the screen for you, too. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I heard about this one this morning. You you think about this? All right. Yes. Damn it, Vince. It would have been funny. All right. So (laughs) You like laughing at dumb shit? (laughs) So as you guys know, Riddle rode a camel to the ring. So he's quoted as saying, I have no idea who pitched it. This is when they were in Saudi Arabia. All I know is that the morning of the show, 7 o'clock in the morning, I was jet lagged, so I didn't get any sleep that night, and I was still awake. I get a call, and they're like, we need you at the show early to rehearse and stuff. I'm like, rehearse what? They go, rehearse riding a camel. I was like, a real camel? They're like, yeah. So that's what happened. It was great. I enjoyed it. The camel was a good time. I highly recommend it. If you haven't ridden a camel, get yourself a camel. Get yourself the opportunity to ride one, especially if you get the opportunity to ride one in Saudi. Embrace the culture there and everything else. And the fans loved it. I'll be honest. I loved it. You know who wasn't happy about it, though, because they didn't get to ride a camel either? Randy. Randy wanted to ride a camel and Vince wouldn't let him. He goes, Randy, that's not your character riding a camel. He's like, what does that mean, man? My character doesn't ride a camel? I'm like, Randy, I'm sorry, bro. Sometimes you're not that dude that rides camels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So you mean to tell me, Vince, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you made me sit through Lashley not remembering the words of Rock and Robin, but Randy Orton can't ride a fucking camel? Really? He, he, he That's how you feel, Vince? He wants... <laughs> I care if doesn't ride a camel. What kind of horse shit? <laughs> what the fuck? How do you know? I just love that he was telling Vince, what do you mean that's not my character? Riding a camel, and Vince is like, Randy, that's not your character. No, fuck. This motherfucker's hanging around with a stoner who rides a scooter. Fuck you, he can ride a camel. I kind of like it better that he didn't. Yeah. At least, at least for now. At least, at least give me like a backstage thing where he fucking it, it just maybe real suggests the camel. And then Randy just goes, no, something like that. You got to do a lot more. Like, you got to remember, it took a long time for the Rock and Sock connection to become official. You know, like almost that almost that whole run, the Rock was pissed. When you really go back and look, like they were only the Rock and Sock connection, like officially anytime they've reunited. When you really think about it, like that first time was like this. The whole time he never wanted that shit. You know, he just kind of wound up stuck with it. And it worked out like in a, in a weird way. So it's one of those things that they kind of like doing, like the buddy cop routine. So I yeah, like see, it. This they, way. See, but they, they're not that smart anymore. I don't trust them. I wanted Randy on a camel. Pissed off Randy on a camel would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> he wanted just to ride him a camel there, too. Just like, huh? Well, here I am. Your character doesn't like, ride a camel. Like, 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 just tell me that Riddle already paid for the camel. 
Like, tell me something. <laughs> I I would love it if that was the breaking point, right? Like that was the straw. Randy Orton yeah, is all the, off the cable. Randy Orton is all elite. It's like, man, we gotta, oh listen, my to, God. We gotta listen to the Renee podcast. He was on. He's gonna explain what happened. Like the final straw was the camel. He didn't let me ride the camel because apparently that's not my character. I wasn't getting the title. I wasn't getting the camel. So oh I said, look, Vince, God. if I can't ride the camel and I can't get the title, I don't think you need me. Release me. Right. Hashtag release Orton because he couldn't ride the camel. And by the way, what was that? We don't buy followers around here, people. Wow, you got him so fast that I didn't even see him. Oh, dude, I'm getting quick. I'm getting quick with the twist out now. <laughs> Motherfuckers don't realize. Understand, people. I'm always looking out that chat at the at the corner of my fucking eye. Look. Anyway, so this story. Um, let me see how I can put this. So this is a story that's come up because I I want you guys' opinion on the entire thing. I've been hearing that Tony Khan went off on a podcaster. Um. Uh, there was a podcaster who asked him a question and like he went off on her. And then later on, she released a statement saying that they resolved the media call incident privately and that he apologized and that he thanked everyone who brought awareness to the discussion. And I was like, Jesus, because Tony Khan doesn't strike me as the kind of guy like, you know, like it's almost sounds like a Dana White situation, you know, that sounds more Danish, which most of the time, to be fair to the press, the press has a backbone. And as mean as Dana is, I don't really ever hear anybody in the press being like, <laughs> anyway, I want your opinion first. Especially the way Dana hurt people's fucking feelings. Jesus. Aside from that one time with Helwani, it's usually pretty, pretty, uh. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to bring it up. I was waiting. Wait, anyway, So I was like, Jesus, Tony Khan, I got to hear this shit. So anyway, I have it here. I haven't fully listened. I grabbed it, but I haven't fully listened. So I wanted, wanted to listen with you guys. And uh, Tony Khan smoked with Snoop at WrestleMania. What? So that makes him get some mood swings and he turns into. No, he's still talking about Randy. Oh, I was going to say, is he mad Tony Khan now? The Mad King. Anyway, let's get into this uh, and and see what's happening here. Does AEW have any plans or hopes to contribute maybe an all women's event of their own sometime? So I'm going to cut the. I'm going to answer. I'm going to cut off your question right there because I don't think I get enough credit for what I did for the NWA show. Because a good number of the people who wrestled on the NWA show were wrestlers I sent and paid. And so I do think I contributed because the highest paid wrestlers on that show were actually the people I paid separately when they already make an AEW to go wrestle on that show. And I don't think they did a very good job of telling people that, honestly. Um, even though I, it wasn't like the deal we did, I wish they'd told more people that because it was one of the points I made when we closed it was I think it would be nice if you told people that I'm paying the wrestlers coming. Because I, you know, that is a big contribution for me. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that, so I did pay the wrestlers for that show. So I was like, uh, I, you know, it's like kind of like when you pay for a uh, pay for a dinner and nobody nobody thanks you. So like uh, that was that was uh, one thing. Uh, so I have uh, really been uh, making a big effort this year uh, to grow and improve our women's division, and I think have uh, made. Uh, I think a lot of strides with our women's division this year as a company. Uh, we've added big free agents and I, I'm really excited about what's happening with the TBS tournament right now. Um, the, you know, among the big free agents we've added are Thunder Rosa who came over from the NWA of course. And, uh, you know, uh, Ruby Soho and Ruby Soho coming over. It's interesting because I had a great conversation with her a couple days ago. She's in, 
the TBS Championship Tournament, and she's been in a lot of tournaments, and she's wrestled all over, as you know. And I, uh, so, you know, I, I was talking to her about the tournament, and she's not a BS person. Like, Dory, Ruby Soho, uh, is the ultimate straight shooter, and she loves this tournament. She was saying she's never been in a tournament like this. She loves all the story in it, because if you look, like there's story building with her and Chris Statlander and they didn't really have a rivalry, but there's, you know, we've been, they've been uh, doing the promos on TV and we've seen that uh, there's been a couple of situations where they've uh, helped each other out. You know, uh, Chris had Ruby's back and then now they're even and uh, Ruby doesn't owe her anything anymore. And uh, uh, really I'm excited very much for Jade versus Red Velvet. I'm very excited for Sheeta versus, uh, Nyla Rose, and of course, we've seen a lot of great build, uh, including last night's Dynamite towards Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter. So uh, I have been and am trying to actively make big strides in women's wrestling. And as far as a lot of the stuff that has been happening in the all-women shows that have happening other places, I actually have made great contributions, including financial contributions, which I think they could have done a better job of telling people about, honestly, if, if that makes sense. Thanks, Tony. Yes. All right. What are your thoughts there? You know, the way I'd always heard it it made it sound like he went ham like the whole interview but like he turned up for like two seconds and then she got back on topic i i don't see what he what he do so bad i don't i don't get it yeah just like me. it wasn't that bad <laughs> like, what was, what's the thing that he, he literally he just so said hey would have liked a little bit more credit for the nwa show then right back on topic he even stopped and asked her like do you know what i mean didn't he at one point even give her a moment yeah like, he did he it understand? twice and at some point instead of her like a zombie going yeah she could have been like, well, actually, she could have said something. That was your opening. He gave two openings there. What the, like, what did he do that was so wrong? What they made it sound like there was an what, incident. What he hurt her fucking she feelings? Know, like, just because like, she doesn't know how to hold a conversation and have a, a civil debate with someone doesn't mean that he was barreled over her. He gave her. He, he was okay, actually very cordial. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta check people for a second. All right, it builds character. He was very cordial with her. And then, like, he gave her two windows to retort, like anyone who's a verbal, who's like a verbal artist would do. Because if you want to prove somebody or disprove something or make a point, of course, you usually give somebody a window, either so that they could join you on the other side or you could chop their hand off with it. So, of course, he was going to give her a moment to retort. She just didn't have the capacity to say anything but yes. (laughs) At least that's my opinion. What the hell are you apologizing for? Like, what, oh what did God. he say? Could somebody tell me what the part was that he said? When he said, I'm going to cut you off right there? Like, yeah, cut her off right there. Okay, maybe that was a little bit, uh, I wouldn't even call that rude. But maybe he just like, but what was the part that he was, was so mean about? That too. So it's like, maybe there was something where it's like, hold on, let me get this in real quick, just so there's no confusion. What did he say that was so bad? He gave her a window to talk. I've heard I've heard Dana not give people windows at all to talk for. He'll just say nope or, or he just he doesn't give a shit. Dana would barrel over her. It's a good thing that she's covering somebody as nice as Tony Khan, because anybody oh else would eat God. her up and shit her out. Dana would have had that girl halfway through a bottle of Jack Daniels already. Once again, it's just because he runs AEW. The fact that he had to go back and talk to her about this, oh, you know, I had to, you know, he, I just wanted everyone to know that Tony addressed the incident and all this. Like, yeah, you're talking about this like if this is, like if this is Umbrella and the T-Virus just got dropped in Florida. See, George, if he, if his talent was there by default, he had something to do with it. That's kind of how that exchange. He he gave his talent there and paid for it. So I guess you could say he gave his talent there and paid for it. No, but she. The point that he made was that he was going in the direction of promoting women's wrestling, and that he was giving an example of what he has done to further not just 
women's wrestling division in AEW, but women's wrestling globally. Maybe he could have elaborated a little bit better. Why are you asking about all women's pay-per-view now? But but I understand. how much of a disaster Evolution was, first of all. And AEW's only been here, what, two, three years? I understand what his point was, if if you didn't get it, George. But he was just saying that he has done stuff. Now, as far as the women's division, one thing that I also don't like is there's a responsibility for the women to also grow the women's division not just tony khan or vince mcmahon or stephanie mcmahon and what i mean by that is that you have to be critical and admittedly state that there are not as many good female workers in the spotlight currently as there are male ones and the proof of it lies in the fact that we see a lot of ugly shit even if the girls are hot or have good personalities or whatever we see things that are just that I laugh out loud all the time, man. And I'm not looking to be I'm yeah. not, this isn't SNL for me. There's stuff I see where I'm like, this stuff like what are you there's a lot of amateur shit. Maybe he would build when he has the good amount of blocks that you need, the, the right amount of bricks and cement. People say, Hey, why don't you build? And it's like because we don't have enough bricks and cement yet. When we do, we'll we'll do it. But for now I built this little hut over here. And it's like, for some reason, the way that he put it or the way that he worded it, or I guess he wasn't graceful enough with his words, that if what, he offended this woman, even when he gave her a moment to speak, she couldn't speak up for herself. She just went, yes. She had two opportunities. Didn't say nothing but a word. And a word that clearly states she just agrees. And I, like, what was the part? This is pissing me off. Like, AEW have any plans or hopes to contribute maybe an all-women's event of their own sometime? So I'm going to answer. I'm going to cut off your question right there because I don't think I get enough credit for what I did. See, that was all we did. The right NWA there. show. Because a good number of the people who wrestled on the NWA show were wrestlers I sent and paid. Okay, so is there anything refutable about what he has said so far? That's correct, right? And so I do think I contributed because the highest paid wrestlers on that show were actually the people I paid separately when they already make an AEW. So he gave people extra money to be part of a show. Go wrestle on that show. And I don't think they did a very good job of telling people that, honestly. I don't think that they did either. The only person I've ever heard talk about that was Tony Khan. I haven't heard about it. I see the NWA on Twitter. They promote, promote, promote. There's all kinds of posts and tweets and stuff. Different people from the NWA posting different things. We had two of the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions in a hot tub at one point to promote the Tag Team Championship on Twitch. I know, uh, You know what I mean? I'm aware of all this shit going on. Not once did I ever hear anybody mention Tony Khan. He's not wrong. Let's continue. Um, even though I, it wasn't like the deal we did, I wish they'd told more people that because it was one of the points. I made when we closed it was I think it would be nice if you told people that I'm paying the wrestlers coming because I you know that is a big contribution for me does that make sense okay so this is this was good he talked about how he asked them politely hey look I'm paying for this I'd like a little bit of credit and then he asked her there does that make sense let's hear her response yes yes so I count five oh, seconds that makes sense? say shit afterwards yes oh, yes oh no not too yes yes she sounds like a fucking Daniel Bryan mark that's all she said. Yes. He, she could have been like, well, actually, like George did a better job. She could have been like, well, actually, you didn't answer my question. She could have pulled the Neil. You haven't answered my question. At no point you know? in that whole time did she ever say, you never asked me if you were going <laughs> to She could have. She just sat it, there like a robot. She was, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I've seen parrots with more finesse than that. What happened George, was, George, it's not even about being a great guy. It's just at no point did he say anything that wasn't true. And uh-huh. her robotic ass just sat there. Yes. She said yes. Right yes. there was a window for her to insert text. 
You know what I mean? Like nobody oh ever. She could have said anything. That's what journalism is. What happened was he shut her down. And even though there were other fucking routes she could have taken for this to be a civil discourse exchange, she couldn't think of any of them. So she she basically went. Okay. Wait, I didn't have it queued up right yet. It's so short. <laughs> it's it's so you short. Might as well have though. Okay. See, it's so fucking short. It's not even on the second. It's like a old point fifth of a fucking second in that. That's all she gave. She she could have farted and it would have been longer. He he could have been like he could have been like. Does that make sense? She could have been like. And it would have been longer than the fucking answer she gave. Oh my god! Well, George, considering you would have next time you interview her, not her weak ass. You got to go in there like a journalist. Like, what's that old woman who who interviews people who whenever you get her, you're like, oh, you know, this woman's gonna tear you apart. You know what I'm talking about mainstream remember. television. I know, you, I know exactly what you're talking about, though, because I see her on everything. That old, and I, I'm forgetting her name. She also did um the View, and she was also on like that one. She's like a shark, you know, or even or even the chick who who reviewed, or the, I'm sorry, the woman who reviewed uh, R. Kelly. You need one of those people. You need to have to at least not be one of them, but I'm just like, like be in there, be ready. You came in there with a fucking loaded question, and then when he countered, you just gas. You made it all that way. That you're in the same room as this man with a fucking question like that, and that's what you did. That's like making it to the last boss with no fucking equipment, and then and then getting mad at everybody else, getting mad at the people who made the game. You know that last boss was really fucking hard. You didn't come there with any equipment. What do you want me to get the dragon to apologize? Like the one thing I hate with Jero is like if you're gonna come in with a loaded question, at least have the decency to have some kind of a counter ready. He, she came in there expecting Tony not to know what the fuck to say. I apologize. No plan. So, so he essentially has to apologize for for ha- for her not having the fucking capacity to have a follow up to her to her initial question. You know what? In the real journalistic world, you'd get fired for that. They'd be like, why wouldn't? Why didn't you follow up with that? Oh my god! It wouldn't be on him. It would have been on her. She's asking a question. He does that make sense? Yes. At that point, I just get up and leave. Like, fuck you. <laughs> so he didn't say anything wrong. I'm just sorry. She, it's like you have to be really careful with these people. You got to practically hold their hand. He should have interviewed himself. Barbara Walters, thank you. Yeah. Should have interviewed himself. Probably would have been a better conversation, that's for sure. God, she came there with no damn stance. Just a loaded she, question and no ammo. No shields, no potions, no phoenix downs, no nothing. She has no kung fu. Nothing. <laughs> What was that? That bitch was Daniel before he met Mr. Miyagi. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like what a womp. <laughs> Write it down. See, <laughs> yes. What a womp. See, when, I, when, I, when I heard about this, I purposely didn't read it because I didn't want to be disappointed yet. Because I knew, I was like, watch. Just because it's Tony Khan and it's AEW, as usual, it's going to be nowhere near as bad as it sounds. They made this sound like the Tony Khan incident. Like, this motherfucker caused third impact. <laughs> Anyone else, if that would have been Chael Sonnen, that would have gone very differently. If Chael would have asked him, do you plan on having the room? Could you imagine him being like, does that make sense? And Chael just being like, oh yes. He, he would have barely gotten through the first response before, Ta- before Chael had come back. Like, Chael, like, like imagine, imagine if that was Joe Rogan, dude. And he asked Joe Rogan and he says, hey, hey, Khan, do you plan Rogan, on having Cormier, anybody? He would have been like, that's all well and good, but you, you still didn't answer me. Essentially, what we're asking is about your your brand. Like, come on. How come this? How come he had to what, apologize to that what airhead? It, what I love about it is Stacey's right. He went on to basically answer it somewhat at the end. How is it that you ask somebody a question and then they can go to a separate topic and then work their own way around to your question? Like, wow. You know what she is? She's a white pill. 
And I just came up with that on my own. You know what a white pill is? When you take the blue pill, one thing happens. You take the red pill, one thing happens. Morpheus holds out both his hands and she just goes, yes. <laughs> what the What happened to her? Oh, yes. <laughs> She's like, you know what that reminds me of when I watched it the other day on Rick and Morty? Remember the episode where, where Jerry's in the glitched reality? And they need to they need to focus all yes. of the computer's memory on where Rick is. So they say turn down where Jerry is, turn the memory usage down to minimum. So all of the shit starts glitching. Yes, my man. All that oh. shit starts happening. Like he doesn't even realize it. That's what she is. She's like one of those. It's just, was that a real reporter? When you get when you get your reporters on Wish, when you can load one of your Twitch bots into a into a Homo sapien, you know. Oh my! Holy shit! And this poor realized. man's getting heat because he he stopped and said, "Does that make sense?" He tried to hold her hand. He tried to walk down the yellow brick road with her. And the bitch tripped every single way. Next time y'all come with us with some Tony Khan shit, can it please actually be accurate and you just not being dramatic? Damn, man. Anyway, I haven't even gotten a minute into it. So then, there she is, completely just lost in her words, choking 47 seconds into that question. Okay. So that, so I did pay the wrestlers for that show. So I was like, uh, I, you know, it's like kind of like when you pay for, uh, pay for a dinner and nobody, nobody thanks you. So like, uh, he's not that wrong. Was, that was, uh, one I hate thing. shit. Uh, so I have uh, really been uh, making a big effort this year uh, to grow and improve our women's division. And I think have uh, made, uh, I think, a lot of strides with our women's division this year as a company. Uh, we've added big free agents. And I, I'm really excited about what's happening with the TBS tournament right now. Okay, so he answered that. And the TBS tournament is for what again? I forget exactly what the prize is in that. It is on that new TBS women's title. Oh, okay. No guys in that tournament? Not at all. Oh, so that sounds like an attempt to grow a women's division. Another belt for them with a tournament oh, about that belt? Gonna hit. <laughs> it's like... Um, the, you know, among the big free agents we've added are Thunder Rosa, who came over from the NWA, of course, and, uh, you know, uh, Ruby Soho. And Ruby Soho coming over, it's interesting because I had a great conversation with her a couple days ago. She's in the TBS Championship Tournament, and she's been in a lot of tournaments, and she's wrestled all over, as you know. And I, uh, so, you know, I, I was talking to her about the tournament, and she's not a BS person. Like, Dory, Ruby Soho, uh, is the ultimate straight shooter. And she loves this tournament. She was saying she's never been in a tournament like this. She loves all the story in it because if you look, like there's story building with her and Chris Statlander, and they didn't really have a rivalry. But there's, you know, we've been they've been uh, doing the promos on TV, and we've seen that uh, there's been a couple of situations where they've uh, helped each other out. You know, uh, Chris had Ruby's back, and then now they're even, and uh, Ruby doesn't owe her anything anymore. And uh, uh, really, I'm excited very much for Jade versus Red Velvet. I'm very excited for Sheeta versus. Uh, Nyla Rose, and of course, we've seen a lot of great build, uh, including last night's Dynamite towards Thunder Rose versus Jamie Hayter. So, uh, and here's another thing: you don't get that. When was the last time in the WWE you heard like Triple H or Stephanie or Vince McMahon or someone be like, you know, I'm really, I'm really excited for Roman Reigns and Big E. You know, the the other day they had the feud, and you know, it it ended with Big E questioning the loyalty of this person of of Kevin Owens. But you know, we don't know. They never have gotten in that that in depth unless they were in the fucking storyline that they would talk openly about what they like. This man is speaking as a fan as well as an owner here about what he's excited about and what he has interest in. And the proof is that a lot of the time when he talks, like much, many wrestling fans do, without realizing it, he segues from business to the storyline. 
Like he's not thinking about the heel, you know, that these guys that they forgave each other and now they're even. That just came out organically because that's the fucking guy he is. What did he do that was so bad here, you you pricks? Anyway, let's let's continue to shit. I have been and am trying to actively make big strides in women's wrestling. And as far as a lot of the stuff that has been happening in the all women shows that have happening other places, I actually have made great contributions, including financial contributions, which I think they could have done a better job of telling people about, honestly, if that makes sense. Thanks, Tony. She didn't even say anything. She said she didn't even (laughs) fucking say anything the second time. Why are we even here right now? Has she been drinking? Good Lord. Let's go a second. Thanks, Tony. Yes. Did she just say yes at the end? She was she was later than they they already canceled her by the time by the time by the time she said yes. Her yes was so delayed. She's still in the lobby. Everybody else loaded into the freaking the freaking raid. Uh, I'm gonna ask a favor. She should have went. She should have went, my man. Right. That would have been a fucking better. I'm gonna ask a favor of all wrestling fans out there, specifically you ones that hate AEW just because they exist. If you will come with this shit, please come with some motherfucking logic. The funny thing is, right, that Vince does a does a he does his meeting. Remember, it's the exact same thing. It, it was the it was the exact same thing, and he goes, "Perhaps we can give them some more talent of their own," and then releases a whole bunch of motherfuckers. But Tony Khan is the you take a motherfucker <laughs> like the, <laughs> oh man, good god. And, he, like, and then I love the way people. the dirt sheets frame it. You motherfucker. Tony you Khan apologizes. You people who don't like AEW. Because Tony, listen to this the way this like is AEW worded, though. Just to not like it, say stupid shit like that. This is done to be edgy. Tony Khan apologizes for controversial comments on AEW. There was nothing controversial in the comment. They said that he spoke in a condescending tone. I don't think that it was really a condescending tone. It was as nice. It was nicer than I would have been. I've never seen condescending. Oh, stupid people make me mad. Christ almighty. We resolved today's media call incident privately. Well, if you want an airhead, you could have resolved it publicly right there oh, in that place. Like, you, like you, needed, in other words, you, had you to, wiped your tears. You know, you had to sit on Santa's lap. The bitch got a sugar cookie and calm down. Like, get the fuck out of here. Dope. God. Dopey Ooh, over bitch, here. You better not never interview Dana White. Doesn't know how to verbally defend himself. Holy Those fuck. are the worst. Easily dispatchable. Oh, that bitch is a hog in fucking World of Warcraft. Like one shot, that's it. Those are the people you got to worry about on social media the most because those Starship Troopers, you, you, it takes like about a hundred thousand of them to make like one of us. <laughs> I don't know how to fucking do anything to verbally defend you. So bring it over here. Try to cancel culture me because I think you're a fucking dope for not knowing how to come up with a follow up question. You dope, motherfucker. I'll hurt your feelings and then not apologize. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, prefer, I'll follow up in you the tweet, about, too. You talk about something we resolved our issues. <laughs> no, the fuck we did Like, how you gonna go in an interview? Oh, he heard me. <laughs> Wait, it's like that fucking, it's like that XFL player. He hate me. <laughs> he hurt me. <laughs> he hurt me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hashtag he hurt me. We should keep that one. Talk yeah, front shirts it. that have hashtag he hurt me. One, every time one of y'all sends a motherfucker show up in our program. Uh, oh. So funny, man. God. I had way more fun with that story than we should have. That bastard. He hurt me. How do you live with yourself, Tony? Did anybody check this girl to make sure she was okay? Because if, nah. if she wasn't before, don't send her this. <laughs> no, nah, send it to her. I want to see what you do. Don't. 
Oh, my God. Asshole, waste that time. Send it to her. We could have been talking about nonsensical people right now. Yeah, <sighs> day you'd be like, me and Talk Punch resolved our issues. No doubt. Fick, we didn't. If it didn't happen on here, it's not canon. Stacey's <laughs> right. Don't take a job that requires you to speak to people. <laughs> you can't speak to people. That's a good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, motherfucker, get a speaking spell or pick a new job. One or the other. I don't give a shit. Isn't that crazy, though? Like, to have a job that involves speaking to people and not speak to people. God, I, oh my God! Could you imagine calling nine one one and you get this bitch? Maybe she was starstruck. You know what I mean? Like maybe she had recently gone on Netflix and watched Wrath of Khan. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking believe you. <laughs> that motherfucker! <laughs> she got on Netflix and watched Wrath of Khan. That one scene where where they kill they kill Captain Kirk's son. Khan. God. That's acting right there, right? God, we need we need that button. We need the William Shatner calm button, man. I feel, why did I why do I think we always had that button? I don't know. We've never had it, but we should. Oh man, I think you've just brought that clip up before. We never actually made a button. Yeah, because they make it so damn long. Oh, hold on. Let's see if we can find this damn thing. We need the con button and the fucking waist drop in this bitch. That needs to be the whole button right there. That'd be awesome. I think I'm I'm grabbing it right now while we're here. Oh my, we need to get we need that, and we need to give her ass a fucking waist to drop. Cause that bitch die a fiery death with that dumbass interview. You know what it is? One of those things where maybe we make it a con segment where every time we talk about Tony Khan, we have the uh the clip play. I mean, we got it for ride back. We might as well, right? Yeah, but with ride back, we just have to drop. Like maybe this will be our first clip, but we actually use the con. Like the Star Trek con to start talking about Tony Khan. <laughs> like, look, let's see if it works. Let's try it right here. Let's pretend that this didn't happen yet. <laughs> yes. I like oh it. My God. Yeah, it works. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that airhead. At least she gave us a good time, right? We had enough right, time to, to cut the bond. That con drop is longer than her answer. I'll say it like I say with Raw. You say it like at the high bar. I might try to do a little bit of clever editing and make one for her where it goes, Yes! Dana! Yes! <laughs> yes! Dana! Yes! <laughs> Just in case she comes up again next week. All right. Well, anyway... Also, Tony Khan talked a little bit about Rampage's time slot where he was quoted as saying that the numbers that they do are still one of the top shows. And he thinks sometimes people do think that the number that you do for Dynamite should be the exact number that you do for Rampage. But that's really an apples to oranges comparison. It's frequently the number one show in this time slot and it's beating everything that they faced head to head. Very often it's been one of the top shows, if not number one show, a number of times, even out of that time slot on all of Friday night TV frequently it's in the top four to five of what they do out of that slot. And it's very impressive and that they're really happy with the show and that the fans see if it doesn't do as big a number as dynamite, you know, that it's not good when it really shouldn't matter at the end of the day, you know? And then they said that, uh, that he's thrilled with it because it's a great franchise. And if it were to ever change and be in a different slot, 
he would be the best he could in the slot two, wherever it is and whatever that standard is. And if it were a slot where the averages were higher, then they'd have to do an, an average higher. But the spot they're in, they do really well. So, yeah, it's funny. But the, but the weeks that the Fashion Nationals don't leak, it's always a pretty good number. And he wonder why that is. And he wonders who leaks them. And that it's subjective on their part, but that they don't know that that's happening and that they don't think that it's particularly to their benefit. So we talked about how they're leaking those fast numbers and shit on here. But yeah, that time slot, I told you guys, that's a rough time slot. And it's like I found a cable channel that's not common on a Friday night at 10 o'clock and everybody's counting it. And I'm not going to lie, it looks pretty rough there. But it is a bad time slot. Yeah. You know, he's having a he's having a freaking address it, though. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so Top Dollar actually released a music video uh, that was honoring B-Fab. Which is pretty cool. So I'm going to see this here. That's nice of him. I hope he doesn't get released for that. You know how they are. You probably will. See, yeah. When you used to getting it out the mud every time. Every single time. A little rain ain't been to stop your shine. You feel what I'm talking about? I heard that. (laughs) They want us to be in the music video. That's pretty cool. Adversaries want us to be enemies, but nah. B is my sister. Huh, you my brother too, bro. Facts. And it's nothing but love. Stop it. I miss B more than anybody. Help build hero from the ground level like we in the lobby. And on the mic, she was top five, dead or alive. And three of the other four was right by her side. But you know it's a it. matter of pride. Y'all love saying that we finished. But honestly, we all ain't scared to handle business. She told each one of us to go and get it. But y'all so busy bitching in the mentions that you missing the point. Nah, man, we still on the mission. But I was big mad we had to leave our little sister. Y'all used to diss her. Nah, we ain't forget. Y'all said she wasn't ready. Oh, but now with them flip Like y'all didn't compare her to every black woman in the game Like y'all didn't call a knockoff Bianca and Jay Yeah, and she saw all that too Now I'm triggered like I can't stop pressing R2 All these body counts, you know, R2-D2 Got the nerve to say hit rows through That's not true They playing checkers, but we making chess moves At you, guess who, top dollar just blessed you uh. I'ma uh, be honest for a minute uh. The game ain't been the same since Brianna been up in it no It was like a birthday cake without the icing spent a million dollars on a wedding but no wifey but such as life i entice to keep it moving do it all for me because in me i am proven that i am the beauty who's a beast can't be held back if you never cease picking every piece up while i got my feet up i'm talking money no we pushing right through hiccups and if you down with us then throw them threes up you didn't know but now you know we turn that heat up because i've been cooking blazing moving doing exactly the reason that's why i'm Bread. And I don't be confusing cause everything happened for a reason Don't be misled no I am official like I'm residential uh. You can see it clearly, don't have to paint the picture <laughs> The kind of fire that you wish and you can take, take it, it with you. you But you couldn't touch me and if I gave it to you I stay uh. up, so when you see me I'll salute you hey. Cause y'all be giving all the love and it's mutual <laughs> I appreciate all the love y'all Wow Wow That was nice that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's right, though. He's like, this guy is really dangerous with a microphone, huh? Yeah, oh, for sure. I like that. That was cool, man. Kind of sucks, because, yeah, she does look really good in the group and everything. And uh, they, they blew it there. I don't know how the hell. Yeah, that That's the one line I got to kind of come for top dollar on. Nobody's saying hit rolls finished, but we were just saying you talk about whether nothing going to happen, and, and we know how they operate. Yeah, it wasn't a lack of faith in him so much as it was a lack of faith in them. Right. Like, as we know, y'all are fantastic. They don't. (laughs) 
which is why they took somebody out of your group. Like, Hit Row ain't finished, but that took quite a hit. From the stuff that I've been hearing, it wasn't even, like, malicious. It wasn't even, like, what is she doing here? The sad part is that from what I've been hearing, it wasn't even, like, a thought. It was, like, literally, like, a passing thought. Like, they had never really looked at her as relevant to be a part of it and they didn't really think it was that big of a deal for her to not even be there like it had nothing to do with anything aside from they were completely oblivious to any impact that she had on being in that group and it was just like a side scratch for them that's the sad truth but that's what i've been hearing that like literally it was just like they just saw her and were just like all right we invite this group without her not shocking so like if you think that there was like this meeting you know i mean or whatever nah man they're, they're that oblivious and that, that was a pass. They, they, they passed like ships in the night and was like BFAP yeah gotta go yeah indeed anyway there's a little bit more news with Hit Row let me see how I can piece this together for you guys because this was a little bit unexpected so did you saw Smackdown right mm-hmm. yeah you sound so happy because I know exactly which spot they made me endure that we might talk about do you now Oh, okay, because yeah. I'm I'm still trying to piece it together. So, uh, you t- you know that this is more about rap than. Oh yeah. Okay, good because you guys know I don't normally jump into SmackDown unless it's important. Okay, give me a second here. Bear yeah, with this me. shit. I don't know if this was Dunn's responsibility or Pritchard, but one of y'all fuckers. Oh. I actually lost my SmackDown. Don't ask me how. Oh God. You might be saved from it. Ooh, probably not, but yeah. Knowing my luck, right? Nope. You're not safe from it. See, knew it. It was one of those things where I'm looking at it, like when you drop your keys, and it's like, it's right there. <laughs> and it was like literally right where it should have been. I just noticed I didn't pre pop. <laughs> yeah, because you knew it was happening no matter what. I knew it was going to happen. Like, <laughs> it's worth a show it, from almost, almost 500 episodes, like somewhere in like the 450. Oh, God, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see behind the curtain. I forget about that. <laughs> I didn't mean to react that time, but I saw it and I knew the cringe was coming. I was like, oh, God. So there was the hit roll one first. Yo, being on SmackDown's been bananas. It's like when you find the perfect kicks. The details is crucial. Nah, that ain't it. Top dollar, help me out. I mean, we came a long way, so now we ain't finna pack down. Uh, call it Smack Dollar anytime you talk is Smack Dollar. Yo, and bless the WWE Universe for showing love to such gentlemen. Uh, we couldn't think of many better men to receive such mm, It's been all love the way that they've been welcoming us, because they know we on deck. We the next ones that suck fat. Hit bro, hit bro. Uh, best of the bunch, and if you feeling this stuff, then sing it with us. See, it just so, don't look right without beef. That so whole then, time I was looking for her. So then these guys. Oh, God. Hit the scene. Your discretion advised. <laughs> or listener, one or the other, because this shit is about to get Quinn fucking G. And Remember, people, respond, this is SmackDown. This is supposed to be the A show. So they respond with a rap. Here we go. Real slim shanky. Drop them bars. Yeah. Bus. Bus kar ye jalve na dikha. Ye sab main bo dek chuka. Tum jaise to aate rehte, yahan pe dhool chaate rehte. Nikale beta, nikale. 
Ice, ice, shanky. Ice, ice, ice shanky. Ice, ice, shanky. Okay, okay, okay. The Maharaja spits on fire. DJ Shankenstein, give me a beat. Please. We're his role. We love our fans. You'll still cheer for us. Even if we lose, we're here for the drip, the culture, the swag, the dope, and the shoes. Maharaja has more. Chickadee, check this out. Hit the roll, hit. Hit the roll, hit. Hit the roll, hit. Okay, 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 okay. Enough, enough. Enough. Now you might be thinking, but Rick, we're only about an hour into the show, you bastard. Why did you do the SmackDown thing now? Usually wait till the end to make us suffer. So from what I'm seeing here, what I gather that happened with this response was that, uh, let me see this. So then after that, the hit row guy answers back with one of his tracks on his own internet channel. But whatever he said on that track, apparently it struck a nerve with the WWE universe. And they felt that he went too far. He made fun of things about gender and he got offended and he wound up deleting the track because people felt that he was too brutal against gender. And then he's quoted as saying that when Jinder and Shanky make jokes about the quote unquote the culture and turn their hat backwards and beatbox all the things that were making fun of his culture, he literally laughed and they know that. And he responded with a track doing the same thing in fun with a point of entertainment. And then he said, y'all in an uproar about a track that Jinder himself knew was coming. I'm over y'all floodings mentioned, so I deleted it. The whole point of this was for us to have a good time with what we're doing. If you think it was incentive, I just hope you have the same energy for my culture. So apparently people got mad at the diss track that he made and it had to be deleted. All I knew was that there was some mention of making fun of a uh, gender when he had COVID. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to have to listen for ourselves. Oh, because, dear uh, Jesus. Cabigan, By the way, SmackDown, could... I will never forgive you for this. Yeah, because I could say Cabigan, I guess you could call him our public relations manager in a sense, was able to dig this up. I have no idea how the flack but uh there we go thank you cabby let's just see what the hell the big deal was you'd rather stay in your lane than play these games uh, Majoraja means prince and you ain't that the way you rap is clear you hate rap I state facts ain't you the guy from 3MB with COVID-19 you wouldn't be an LMC you used to be a champion and that's embarrassing you're arrogant and I mean you're clearly a hater I'd rather rap with Heath Slater that's the whole, uh, whole punchline punch punch yeah that's the whole I'm like curry from 3 when I'm grilling beef get it curry beef it must be an emergency cause if you're spitting purposely I'm top dollar you're bottom rupee if it was currency i need a bit of urgency because gender's bar sound like he never heard the beat speaking of beats i need to go and run it back what the fuck is that nah, for real though. now what the fuck is that <laughs> shanky it looks like it hurts when you walk and we can definitely tell that it hurts when you talk this beef is looking like a walk in the park sorry not sorry that i pulled the thread on you sorry to start and now just like that cloth y'all is falling apart let this be a lesson to all of you lame Ouch. Good God, man. Holy shit. I like it. Oh. What the hell I mean, your yeah. problem is? Just... Jesus. I won't throw that one out there just because if he didn't want it out here, like it is enough to play it here, but I won't share a, uh, any kind of link to it. This is unavailable. But yeah, I wanted to hear for myself. That was good too. I like all of his stuff. Yeah. I'm a fan. Wow. Yeah. 
Max Casta has 24 hours to respond. The acclaim is better. And endurance of the acclaim is better. Everybody's going to... This is going to become like the 80s or the 90s with rappers and battling for some weird reason. Except we've been out here talking about we've been, to, we've been out here talking about sneakers and and uh, rap battles for the last few weeks. What is going on, man? Nobody knows anymore. But yeah, um, putting on record SmackDown, I will never forgive you for making me enjoy that segment. <sighs> it was worth it though because we got to come on here with that other part. Yeah, I would have just skipped to the other part. If we would never made it, you see, you can't mess up the timeline. What are you, Trunks? You're going to go and do it and we're going to go back and it's yes. still going to somehow be the same? <laughs> I've seen how this future ends. I won't allow it. <laughs> but yeah, overall, all in all, as long as no one gets fired from any of this, I'm happy. Not or shot. Or, of course, or shot. No, no. See, see this, this isn't like rap people in the good old days. Now they just do album sales and make everybody think it's real. There was a wrestling indie company that I used to watch that had, like, I believe it was a pay-per-view called Hood Justice. And, it, and people did get caught in, like, drive-bys and shit. What the fuck? You could go Google it. It was a long time ago. It was a blur now. I used to watch all kinds of indie shit, but it was kind of like a very... You must went to the deep indies for that. It was, it was a very urban-esque style of indie company, and they would literally call Hood Justice, and yeah, people would get killed. Not really killed, but you... I mean... Was it called UWF? I think that was it. I think it was Urban Wrestling Federation? Yes, that was it. You know, the only reason I How know did that you find because that? I can't... You, you're gonna laugh. <laughs> Fucking Tubi again. That's I, there I too. By, I've never watched it, but I believe they're there too. Yeah, one of the papers was Hood Justice, and I remember that when they when they went to the recap of what led to this match, part of it was a drive by, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, what? <laughs> a drive by? And now we're gonna settle it here in the ring? I guess fuck it. We settled like dark side stuff and afterlife stuff and demon stuff. You guys could settle a drive by. Yeah, it's funny that you remember it. You see how deep we were. I used to be a real wrestling nerd before my time went to putting this production together. Man, what the hell was I doing watching UWS Hood Justice? You know how hungry you have to be for wrestling? Hey man, the, 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 <laughs> look, okay, the deep indies are fun sometimes, okay? <laughs> you know how hungry for wrestling you have to be? And I miss that. I used to talk to people about that. Like, back when we first started doing the show, it wasn't like now where, like, there's so much wrestling that you, I almost don't get to watch. Like, I had to finish NXT between Raw commercials. Like, when we were doing this, like, even just seven years ago, so it's different how much changed where I felt like a wrestling nerd where I would watch Raw, and when Raw ended, I still felt like I needed more wrestling. Damn, is that is there over already? Let me see what else. Did PWG put something out? Is there a new Evolve pay-per-view? And that's how we would wind up watching shit like that. That's how I know to stay away from CZW. You know, we watch whatever, like, oh, look, we found, I remember for finding Hood Justice. All right, well, there's this, you know, or whatever. We'd find whatever. And I always, we always had a joke where you could have a friend come over with a Blu-ray or a DVD and be like, hey, this is the new movie. There's the new Brad Pitt movie or this is the new whatever. It's, it's, um, check out, it's an hour and a half. And you'd be like, I don't know. It's just, now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in, really in a movie mode, but someone could come with a VHS tape that had five hours of wrestling in SLP that was recorded from the bingo hall down the block. And they'd be like, fuck it, let's watch it. There might be somebody we know, you know, like that was just the wrestling nerd geek culture of it where, you know, we would watch weird shit like all the time just because there wasn't there was like so much room to watch wrestling and explore. I kind of missed that where it's like now there's an overabundance of it to the point where when's the last time that we got to do like in the old days and like just peek in on like a fed we hadn't really experienced or seen in a long time or anything like it, it never happens anymore man when you really think about it, it's kind of sad that's right. i think it's half the reason i like to be just because i can like see weird shit i haven't seen in a while those like, I'm, currently, those... I'm, I'm currently like going through lucha underground again oh my god i missed it 
Those iPaperies used to be dirt cheap, man. We used to order a couple of them. Sometimes they would piggyback. If you order one, you get another one with it of a different company, like as an yeah. iPaperview. I mean, we watched Shimmer and Shine, and we watched the UWF and FWE and PWG and Evolve, and I mean, you name it, dude. Like AIW, you know, AWE, like all of those fucking things like we, we would do. And it's like now a lot of the time goes to this crazy-ass war. You know, like people jokingly go, man, your show is still four hours. Fuck you. Ariel Helwani's show is four and a half. But the point being that in the time since we've started this, we've compressed things down so much. And the more we compress, the more the the business expands and no one notices it because they're not covering it on a week to week basis like that. But we used to be able to explore, you know, like when do you really get a chance to do that kind of stuff when it comes to indie wrestling and stuff like that now, you know, days are gone, at least for the time being. If they keep releasing people, it'll happen again. I mean, let's be real. I'll be glad to never suffer through another gender and shanky rap. But I, that, to me, that was part of the excitement of doing the show. Back in the day, we would come on here and be like, yeah, I want, like I'd find somebody cool. Like, I remember discovering Uha Nation before he became, um, I almost said Ezekiel well, Jackson. Honda who Cruz. Did, who did, who, who, Apollo Cruz. I mean, yeah. let's be real. At this I, point, he's at <laughs> Ezekiel Jackson levels of why I, I remember discovering him. I believe it was at an Evolve show. What At the time, what happened, and you guys will remember this, this is where he really started to blow up. Roderick Strong took the, ty- the, sky, the Styles Clash wrong. He tucked his head, and he got the pile driver version, and he was out. He fucked his neck up, and his stand-in was Uha Nation, who became Apollo Cruz. And I remember coming out here excited and being like, yo, we found this guy. Uha Nation is amazing. You know, think about those days and it's like, or even, or even Samurai Del Sol before he became Kalisto, which I talk about time and time and all his matches with El Generico and just discovering shit that no one knew and coming out here and talking about it, you know, the cover, discovering SEMA, Japan's SEMA, you know, he was really incredible and all the things that he was able to do and the speed he moved at and shit and Marafuji, like no one knew about those guys, man. Now they just have that shit all over the place. You can barely get it. You'd have to hook yourself up to a wrestling machine like Cerebro to be able to cover all the stuff that there is now. Sir WWE, bro. Sir Wee, bro. See, but they make you pay for that one. Yeah, Sir AEW, bro. See, it doesn't have the same ring to it, though. All right. Anyway, next story. Ooh. Is this real? Yeah, there's a problem here. So did you hear about any of the up, up, down, down stuff that's going on? I've heard something funky's going on with them, but I hadn't heard any specifics. All right. Well, let's bring it up because I'm hearing it at the same time as you guys. Okay. So, according to Fightful Select, many of the content creators on Up, Up, Down, Down have stopped making content. And the reason is because they feel that Xavier Woods is being taken advantage of in the situation. They feel that he got a bad deal with Up, Up, Down, Down, and none of them plan on making any content until Woods' stuff improves. I don't know the specifics of what the hell's going on or who the people are. Uh, let's see. Up, down, down. Mm. Apparently, and I didn't know this before. So WWE owns up, up, down, down, which Woods was clear about. But that's because Woods sold it to Vince a few years ago. So originally when we were watching it, and I did find that suspicious because I did not get the impression as someone who watches YouTube regularly that this was a corporate thing. So now that makes more sense. Originally. It was his, and he sold it to Vince. I would like to get the details of that, you know what I mean? And I know we're not privy to it, but I would like to know what the deal was with that. I, in hindsight, to be honest, man, nowadays, I almost can't come up with a scenario where it would have been a good idea to sell up, up, down, down to WWE. Like, maybe years ago when he did it, it sounded better. But now, like, imagine if he didn't, you know what I mean? Like, now it's companies like that, like, the, 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 a lot of Twitch streamers, you guys don't remember, but a lot of the Twitch people are making bank on there that are WWE people. Like, Paige makes a lot of money. You know, Adam Cole makes a lot of money. Even Evil Uno makes a lot of money. 
you know so now we're hearing now it's starting to come to light and don't be surprised even though i'm saying we're not privy to it that you might find out anyway because now it's coming to light that whatever it is that they gave him people i guess must have found out and are pissed off and if they're pissed off enough that this has happened that means it's gonna leak we're gonna find out what they gave him and it was probably a shit deal because they probably lowballed the guy which i don't see how you could do that to a guy he's a really smart dude you know because that's what they do because they think they're the end all be all yeah but he's too smart to like take like, a bad like, deal. like we can't change the goddamn channel yeah i don't know what the hell's going on as far as this goes um they said he was getting taken advantage of um people who spoke it to who uh who Fightful spoke to on WWE's Digital End said that they agreed that Wood should have been paid more for growing the channel and encouraging more new faces to be involved, which is completely separate from the acquisition when he sold it to them. Yeah, so... Mm. Yeah, like, if he built it from the ground up, I'm paying that, I'm asking that motherfucker how much he wants and giving him more, because he built it from the fucking ground up. See, George, that's not, it's, not, it's not as simple as just starting another channel. Like he put his heart, mind, body, and soul into up, up, down, down. Yeah, brand like that's recognition. Like that's his child. Brand recognition nowadays goes a long way. You know what I mean? Like I like, like you I looked hear at Xavier like, Woods. That's all you're ever gonna think is up, up, down, down. Like just to pull the curtain behind for a little bit. We're we're a small time. We're a tiny little humble community in reality. And uh, recently, I moved our domain from GoDaddy because they suck. Um, and. Uh, movetalkbrunch.com somewhere else there's no difference in appearance or anything really aside from we're going to have some new stuff coming up with there um but yeah when it comes to, to to that kind of stuff like when i looked at the pricing of our value we were in the thousands like the value of just the domain name alone because it's a name that's used it was like it was like valued in thousands and thousands of dollars i won't disclose the amount here but it was, it was valued in the thousands and uh that being said, when you build any kind of community, like just being able to have the brand recognition, the search engine optimization of being able to search just the name of the people or, or artists involved in things you do, rebooting that shit kind of sucks. So I can imagine what it would be like at the scale of something like Up, Up, Down, Down. They made bank in keeping something that you're building at that level. They made bank, you know. And uh, what do we got here? They say that he receives little to no additional money for doing Up, Up, Down, Down, according to a report. Uh, oh, we have the specifics here from Fightful Select. Let's see. He receives no money whatsoever from the show, and any money that he does make is applied toward his ga- his downside guarantee. Holy shit! It's so that much worse. It's so much shit. worse than I could have fathomed. And the same deal applies to everyone else that's an up, up, down, down. Oh yeah, I I wouldn't make jack shit either if that was the case. Apparently, like, you're not going to make money off of my hard work and then not give me shit. They give you your downside that you'll be getting anyway. If they made you sit at home, they give you your downside. How nice. You work for free. They really, he was the first person to get screwed when it comes to the streaming. Man, doesn't that feel shit to know you've been supporting this channel for like a separate thing that they somehow incorporated into making about slave labor on a black guy, as my wife just put in? All I'm saying, Xavier. Tony wouldn't wouldn't just put any downside. He actually paid you. Just saying. What the That's fuck? Out there. Just saying. You see why I don't want this fucking company to succeed? Because they do bullshit like that. I can't and, even enjoy the wrestling some days knowing bullshit like this is happening in the background. And they basically, apparently Woods and the staff are the ones who initiated the strike in order to garner a better deal. They have 2.27 million subscribers. This apparently is not going to affect his booking within WWE. Uh... They say that. 
because a lot of people within WWE side with him within the matter. Most involved in a production um, thought that he had a good deal in the first place and didn't realize this. So apparently you got to remember the WWE has different branches. The digital branch and the, and the corporate branch and the office that does the booking are different. So the people that he's working with that are pushing him and that are running that office, no one knew, I guess, this until now. So it's literally the office has his support here. But he, the, but they're saying, sources are saying he hasn't seen a dime from this. That is absolutely... Marked out there, but he gets to play video games. <laughs> That is absolutely shocking. Like, that is so disrespectful to this man. This is my problem with this fucking company. Like, it's like I said before, they give you, you give them all your time, all your energy, all your money. They give you not even jack shit in return. And and you make a good point, George. He's not on the G4 Twitch channel. He has nothing to do with G4 yet. And we know G4 has now started their official relaunch of Attack of the Show and everything. If you guys know anything about me, uh, AOTS, Kevin Pereira, all of those guys on my official Twitter account, at Rick Darman, those are the first people I ever followed on Twitter when I made that account in 2008. So it's a big deal for me with G4 having, especially someone like Austin Creed on that. I was really looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, that's a very good point. I'd like to see what's going to happen with that. He'd be better off going there and visiting an AW and having a G4 hybrid thing going than anything here. But the New Day's such a good part of WWE. Yeah, they don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, he just wants them to fall. Oh, at this point, I really fucking do. Like, I'm tired of a company that has these people that support them to the very end, and they just shit on them if they're lucky. Whereas on the other side of the ship, like I said last night, just work with us, just be patient with us, and we'll say thank you. This mm-hmm. company doesn't even say, yeah. My my wife makes a good point here. Is that his ending of SmackDown because of the, the heat? He has heat because of the Probably. up, up down, down, where, where Roman takes the crown? Even though he didn't win the goddamn match. Just saying, that's Roman's first loss in like, what, three, four hundred something days? But no, they still put the fucking crown on him. Count it out will be a really slow count if it's Aubrey, according to uh, Jim Ross. Okay. He said, that woman has the slowest count I've ever seen in the, in, in current history. Damn, We can't be dramatic, JR, okay? Jesus, man. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be okay, Jim. So, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about this, man. They're just a bunch of shysters, huh? I say the same thing I'm gonna say every time. Fuck them. They don't even like video games. They don't like video games. They don't like their fans. They don't like their wrestlers who they call independent contractors. Like, come on. They like money. I'm just I, I seriously get to the point where like I'm just wondering how long fans are just gonna let them keep spitting in their faces and instead of just wiping it off and going right back there and see if I can do something. But it's gonna it's gonna be forever. It's, it's gonna be a thing. Oh well. I mean I at least have other wrestling to watch, so it's not as bad. Sometimes people don't have other places they could go though. These guys have places. <laughs> well they'll get paid for their Twitch channel. Like, I have heard that um, there are people who just want their deal there. They want all of the stuff that comes with WWE. They do not want to go to AEW. Just the, way, the way they do shit, I would have had to have a fucking mandatory blowjob every day in my deal for me to put up with that shit. Because fuck, man. Like, this one bothers me so much just because, like, he literally built that shit from day one. And they buy it and go, oh, you get nothing. And they pay him no mind. Write it down. Right. Yes. Like one of the coolest people too, man. I'm pissed off now. Right. Like everybody else can have their little deals. He needs to get the fuck out of there. 
because holy shit, dude. Your dream is not worth you sacrificing your hard fucking work. What was that last title? Like Rage Never Forgot. The last what? Oh, and they pay him no mind. Okay, never mind. Yeah, they pay him no mind. Anyway, moving along. Yes, we're going to talk about that man. Who's that man that they fired that I see up on the screen? It's him. Keith, Keith Lee, Lee GT. <laughs> Keith Lee GT. I like that. Way better than what they fucking came up with. So someone tweeted, I am so mad at your former company that I will never watch or go to their events again. What is the best way fans can help you and support you to keep your limitless, to keep you limitless? And he said, right now, I think patience is the key. Time is a friend right now, and I intend to make the most of it. I feel your support right this moment. In the not so distant future, I am sure something will come about at such a time. Well, time will tell, I suppose. I'm so glad and, uh, he didn't do the generic, I'm trying to get hired back thing and go keep supporting them. Now, if you recall, uh, when he when he uh, got released, he said several months ago, it was not a guarantee I will make it to this day. So there's positivity in that. I paid all my medical bills from the many offices and machines I frequented. There is positivity in that. And I do find it amusing that people believe anyone but me paid for my medical expenses. So then PW Insider reached out to WWE in regards to that statement from Keith Lee. And then WWE released a statement saying Keith Lee's recent comments implying WWE failed to pay his medical bills are erroneous. WWE has an extensive health care program for the medical care of its in-ring performers, and Mr. Lee was part of this program while with the company. Should Mr. Lee have any concerns over the payment of medical bills, he is welcome to address them with WWE. Oh, I, I bet right now they're wishing we didn't talk about Xavier Woods before we talked about this story. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> y'all know goddamn well y'all ain't paying none of his shit. <laughs> you lie to me. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on with these companies. It's kind of sad to watch this be the way business is done, honestly. The fact that we even have to look at this kind of shit between grown adults in a big company that's supposed to be so professional and they try to remain professional and there's so much stuff. The fact that this is even happening and we have to discuss it is kind of shit. You know what I mean? And not just the one part of it, like the the, the, the Twitch stuff, the medical shit. Like, it's, it's just the fact that they're in a position where we even have to fucking question them about things like this is just a sad state to be in. See, that's the bad part. I don't even question them. I know they didn't do it. That's even worse. <laughs> what reason he got to lie for? I'll wait. I don't we know. What reason do they have the to lie? That, we, we, we had already talked about the fact that a man who built his Twitch from the fucking ground up Y'all ain't paying him for that shit. So, and then y'all got the nerve to be like, oh, of course we paid his shit. No, you fucking didn't. Because y'all so interested in saving money. That's why y'all releasing people left and fucking right. Even though they in the middle of shit, but just nah, we'll just release them. I don't like that. I, mean, I, don't, I don't like that. I feel this way about this. But at this point, I'm not, I'm not like sugarcoating this shit anymore. It fucking sucks being there. Because there's no loyalty. You give them everything you have and then some. And if you're lucky, they might give you shit. But if you're not, you get bear-catted right out the door. Maybe they took it out of his downside. We don't fucking you get, know. You get bear-catted right out the door. <laughs> like, fuck. Imagine, can we make that a thing? Bear-catting. When you take a wrestler with a promising future and for no explainable reason at all, you don't push him and he gets released shortly after. Bear-catting. Like, let's, let, let's just be brutally honest here. There is no reason that anybody can tell me that that motherfucker was not a WWE or Universal Champion. Instead of catfishing, Not a bear single catty. reason. The fact that they fucked him up tells you how incompetent this company is. 
But the problem is they have so much money and so many blind, faithful cultist fans that everything's just going to be okay. Yeah, they're, they're blowing this. They're going to feel it, though. They're going to f- start to feel it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to sit there with popcorn and soda. I will laugh at my ass off. I mean, where do we keep saying they're going to start? Where do we keep saying they're going to start? Like, if we didn't just watch a good pay-per-view like a day ago. Right. We watched the so-called B-show put on a better show than we're going to see this fucking Sunday. Yeah, I'm calling it the answer. You're burying the show we're here to go. Before we even get to the poll, from this point on with WWE, the name don't mean shit. I'm treating this like a regular pay-per-view. And guess what? This regular pay-per-view ain't going to mean shit on Monday. All right, it's going to be better than the show. than is mattering. It's going to be better than this fucking Sunday. All right, everybody. Now, click that link at the bottom. Let's get started. (laughs) We'll talk about these matches, man. Survivor Series. It's the Survivor Series. (laughs) Like, after we buried it. Because let's be real, dude, at this point, you can't tell me it's not what they're doing. They're just riding on the name. They're not even trying with this pay-per-view anymore. Yeah, I, I, this, is the same, this is the same pay-per-view where Shawn Michaels won a world championship after being retired with a back injury for four years. And not a single title on the line at this same pay-per-view. This is the same pay-per-view where The Rock debuted and he was the only person left in his team in Survivor Series. Where The Undertaker and he, debuted. And he got the pin. Yeah, this is the same place where The and Undertaker retired. debuted. You know, and retire. This is the same place where the invasion uh, ended. This is the same place where, uh, I mean, there was tons of things that really happened here. There's so many things, and now we're now we're here. There's the same place where the Montreal screw job happened. There's the same place where the right. where the uh, where the deadly games rock double heel turn happened, where you joined the corporation. It's, and it's, now in 2021, we're getting up to the same pay per view, and by the time it's over, nothing in the WWE's landscape will have been different. It's the same pay-per-view where John Cena and Rock fought Awesome Truth. Right, The Rock had his first match in seven years. That, that's the one I was at. Look at how many things have happened at this pay-per-view, and then look at the fact that nothing that happened on Sunday will matter by the time Raw goes on the air. They didn't even wait. They made it clear on Raw tonight. Like, understand, when this shit's over, this is what's happening next. <laughs> Not going to matter if this person wins or loses. This is next. One of the most historical pay-per-views in the history of the business, and it's going to be less. It's going to be less eventful than the fucking buy-in for Full Gear. Like, come on, they don't get cut slack anymore just because of the name. If the show sucks, the show fucking sucks. My favorite pay-per-view, by the way. Everybody knows that to watch yeah. this. If anybody knows the creation and correlation of Talk Brunch was literally done with Survivor Series in mind, which is when our annual it's, it's anniversary the comes up. Where the, it's the pay-per-view where the, where the Elimination Chamber debuted. And I could care less. I'm not completely disinterested. Right. We're getting through this poll because we have to. That's the only reason this shit's happening. <laughs> like, like, full disclosure, WWE, if it was not for this show, I'd be watching Full Gear on replay next Sunday. I'd be playing the Halo Infinite beta. By the way, happy anniversary. Happy 20th Xbox because the Halo Infinite Hell went yeah. live for everybody. And they released 70 new backwards compatible games. You saw that list? I haven't seen the list. Oh, they released God. 70 of the games from the OG Xbox and the 360. They released they released stuff like all of the Fear games, all of the Max Payne's, any of the trilogies, the old Xbox games you can think of are all on there now. So have a ball. Holy shit. I know what I'm doing when I get off work tomorrow. But yeah, I, I had, you know, what's funny thing is that had been bothering me honestly all day, Rick, and I had to get that shit off my chest because I thought back to the last two or three times we were covering Survivor Series and we're always there like, oh, but it's Survivor Series. At this point, I don't give a fuck if it's Survivor Series anymore. If this card sucks and is as uneventful as this shit's going to be, it's getting called out on it. Isn't it also where Kane debuted? The whole that's got to be Kane without no, Survivor Kane, Series? Kane was, uh, Kane was bad blood. 
Okay. Yeah, you're right, right. Yeah. But it's just like, <laughs> it's crazy to me that the so-called B-list company, on every single one of their pay-per-views, they treat it like every – because that's not what I think about it. Have you noticed every AEW pay-per-view, the landscape is somehow different? But yet the, the one of their big four for WWE, the landscape will have changed none. Nobody's losing titles. Nobody's going to talk about whether Raw or SmackDown wins after a week. Everybody's going back to the regular feuds. Why the pay-per-view even happened? It's assembly line. It feels sometimes like they put more more uh, emphasis into the entrances than they do the actual wrestling. It feels like a fucking, what, what do they call it, like a model runway? Yeah. And the best part about it, the worst part about it is we don't even have the benefit of it being like last year where we knew The Undertaker was going to call, basically hang the boots up finally. So it's like we had something to look forward to. There's nothing to look forward on. There's nothing to look forward to on this pay-per-view. The thing is, when we first started doing these, the whole point was that instead of watching this nonsense, we wanted people to see Johnny Gargano and Roderick Strong and the Bucks and everything. But now the, now the attention is drawn to them. So in a sense, this is what people are looking at. You know, this is unfortunately, there is a demographic that listens, even if not to put over, but to make fun of the shit that's going on. <laughs> you know, they, they listen to podcasts, not just us, but podcasts in general to hear the bullshit. Yeah. There's days where I'm like, man, they've been, there's some days where I swear to God, I think about this show and I'm like, it's a good thing I can make myself laugh with some of this shit. Because making other people laugh out, sometimes I don't know if it's enough. Hey, man, they, it may be called cops, but the whole reason people watch it is for the criminals. You ever think about that? <laughs> yes. And although they're shit people and you don't really like anything about them, and I'm sure the cops don't like having to deal with or talk to them. It wouldn't be cops without them. It so imagine be. that. One day you go to cops, what you going, what you go? Damn, this is a nice neighborhood. It's like in Greenwich <laughs> or something. Cops in cops, Greenwich, Connecticut. What you like going to do? And they're just driving around and nothing's happening anywhere. Everything's a gated fucking community. <laughs> nothing happened. It's like fucking Greenwich. Canceled. Think about it, man. <laughs> I want it now. I wish that I'm surprised SNL or someone hasn't fucking or Mad just TV do, hasn't just, <laughs> cops just Greenwich. Do like one episode which is nothing happens. Right, cast stuck in the street. You got to do cops with his fucking bad guys. And even though we go, oh, that guy's a piece of shit. They got him. You need it. So it's kind of like, and we got to look at we're like cops. We're, you know, it's like we're on here and it's like we're telling people how shitty this town is and how much it sucks. And then we're showing them up. Look, we got another asshole over there. Look at that asshole about to release somebody. Go, 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 go. You know, and it's like that's just what it is. Without the criminals, you don't got the cops. You got to come on here. Got to take the go with the bat. We'd be talking about how great everything is. It wouldn't make much of a show. In a way, it's a blessing because it's unbelievably awful. Like the things that they do in and out of the storylines are shockingly awful and offending. Think about it. It's crazy. Like I wish there was a time machine just so I could tell me. I, w- I, I wish I would just take me from the first episode and let me listen to this episode. You wouldn't fucking believe it. Like, yeah, you're, you're on your first episode. What do you hear when you're on 492? You're not even going to recognize the shit that's going on. Dude, it's going to be fucking Abe shit. Like, you don't understand how bad it's going to get. <laughs> it's funny because I don't, don't ask me how, but I somehow stumbled across an old episode. And one of the topics was Lucha Underground is silly. What's so funny is I watched Lucha Underground back and I'm like, man. I miss these days because I swear to you, Raw would be so much more entertaining if you just give me Brian Cage punching somebody's head off one time. But no, these motherfuckers give me Dewdrop. 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 If, if this was Lucha Underground, Dewdrop would have been here just to get chewed up and spit out. That's it. You've seen her one time and that'd have been it. Uh, but in a follow up story, while we're speaking of Lucha, damn, there's so many people mad. Like, I don't even. Unbelievable. Look at that transition. That was Speaking of Lucha, there's so many people mad. Lince Dorado and Grand Metallic. 
Right. So apparently, um, from what we're hearing, they both asked for their releases like we suspected because they lost to Carrillo and Garza on the September 13th episode of Main Event in Boston. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But can you imagine that was the deal breaker? Like, can you fucking imagine that? That does it. I'm losing on main event. Fuck you all. <laughs> you kind of got a point. You get jobbed on the fucking jobbers show. And you're the established tag team. It's like, damn. So this is where we are. Yeah, I guess. How far How far the mighty have fallen, huh? But yeah, apparently that's the story that went around. They said that, uh, let's see who the hell is giving this story. Trying to get the right source. This is Wrestling Observer Newsletter, so I'm, I'm assuming Alvarez here. This is the story behind the release of Dorado Metallic is that both asked for their release. Um, after that loss, the story behind is that there were those in the company who viewed this as punishment for Dorado, who was booked to lose the fall. Usually that would be Metallic when the team would lose to a makeshift team. At the time, there was no plan for Garza and Carrillo, and Dorado was hot after the match and, and asked to talk to Vince. Ah. Uh, and then apparently, yeah, that wasn't viewed well. The whole them wanting to talk to Vince over jobbing out in a main event match that no one would ever see outside of Canada, which isn't true. Hulu people see it too. There's a few of them out there. Um, and apparently Dorado asked for his release first and then Metallic agreed and that Metallic is apparently the kind of guy who who wanted out but wouldn't have asked for it. But then there's the whole belief that they would have probably not survived the next round of cuts anyway. No one really confirmed the story at that point. The only thing that happened was Lindsay sent out a tweet that said, almost true. So there are aspects of that story that he agrees with. And uh, apparently Ringside News reached out to them and were told that there was no, it wasn't a punishment. That they always took the fall 99% of the time. He always took the fall and that the situation was no difference. And that when they spoke to Vince, it wasn't to complain about the match on main event, but they wanted to talk about how they can contribute. Not to the match itself, but they wanted the same investment as the other team. And I guess it was a last straw creatively with the main event thing as far as why they left. So, and kind of did go to where I went. That does it, main event. How could you? <laughs> this guy was getting his ass kicked by Sheamus and now he's beating me on main event? And according to Wrestling Observer, nobody was specifically told that they could get released because they're not vaccinated. But they were told that unvaccinated wrestlers are less valuable to the company. You know, because a lot of the venues and the overseas tours are going to need vaccination. And uh, it's not easy to bring international people without vaccination. It's going to be a lot harder. So they pretty much encourage them to get vaccinated. One of the top wrestlers was told that if they don't get vaccinated, they would lose. They would be less valuable to the company because of those overseas tours. And uh, we won't discuss the details today. But stuff has come to light about the fact that Joe Biden's administration had made almost a mandate where any company that has a hundred or more employees is required to implement some sort of a standard covert protocol. And I don't remember the exact date, but they had to close to the end of, if not the end of the year, in order to comply with this mandate. And it is being said that that's really what this is all about. That as much as this looks like this doesn't make sense, what basically happens and that if you look outside of the wrestling world, this is happening with a lot of other places. But the Joe Biden mandate and the way that they're handling the vaccination protocols is enough where it's becoming a bit cumbersome. So they're releasing people uh, 
that have not gone with those protocols without really citing it as the reason. So assuming that to be true, that flips the entire pointing fingers and base of accusations on its head. Because here we are for months and months saying WWE this, WWE that, look at who they're releasing, look at what they're doing. And in the meantime, in a way, like many other companies with 100 employees or more, they're being sort of strong-armed into something. Whether they believe in it or not, they're being strong-armed into having a certain thing done by a certain time. So you could take that information and do with it as you will. But this is just something that's coming out right now. And if it does turn out to have some weight to it, it actually paints WWE in a positive light because from their perspective and from a lot of other people's perspective, here we are all these months and months saying, oh, these bastards, what are they doing? How are they doing this to these people? And how are they doing that? And they were classful. They were classy enough, rather, to not ever point any fingers back and go, well, it's the government or it's the Biden administration. Or thing. They just quietly took their lumps and kept releasing people, knowing that they were going to be losing talent to a competition that they've dealt with before. And there's nothing that they could do. That's just another perspective. And like Stacey said in the chat room, on the flip side of that, for a lot of people, this could have been an easy out. There could be people that were in the WWE that were aware of this loophole, that had long contracts, that said, you know what? Wait a minute. The Biden administration makes it a protocol where they have to release me if I don't, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not going to get vaccinated. Let them release me. I've, I've been wanting to get out of here for years and the company sucks and the booking sucks and they treat people like shit anyway. There's a protocol. Shh. Don't anyone say anything. Let's all just not do it. Let them fucking quietly release us. We're out of here. I'm just saying, again, this is my wife's tinfoil theory. I'm not saying it's happened and I'm saying it makes sense. That would be my out. I was about to say it sounds like it would be your out. Like I was about to say it sounds like Destin, like it would be if Destin was a wrestler. Like that sounds to me like you would have picked up on that loop and made it out. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not unbelievable to me to think that maybe there's a little bit of truth in the middle here. Yes, we do know the Biden administration has an 100 employee plus protocol where they're pretty damn strict about about having the vaccination. And we do know that even without that protocol, WWE thinks you're less valuable if they can't take you on tours. So there's truth to both of those things. But there also could be some truth, maybe not in every case, but some people could have been like, then on top of that, I'm going to stay unvaccinated so I could leave here. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's just interesting that we did not know. We were not aware of this protocol here. And it's possible that this is being played both ways. You got a company that says, you know what? There's a lot of motherfuckers we want to fire. And this is a good excuse. And you got a bunch of employees saying, you know what? We want to get the hell out of here. And this is a good excuse. That could be some of the stories. But the other hand of it that you have to look at now is maybe WWE didn't want none of that shit. And this is just what's being brought upon them because of the circumstances. And that even while they don't want any of this and they would never actually release these people, these people could also be taking advantage and getting the hell out of there without the vaccination. And then as soon as they leave, they can either get vaccinated or remember, Tony Khan said there isn't a vaccination protocol. They keep doing testing. However, something that I've noticed is that a lot of companies, including the E, what they're doing is they're making that that protocol very challenging. And what I mean by that is that if you don't have it, there's a lot of places that you have to go that you're not going to be able to make it into that you have to do testing and go through a bunch of bullshit. They make it, they're kind of sort of making it tedious enough towards people where the majority of the population will just cry, may as well get the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like that's what's happening, not just with WWE, but across the globe. There's a lot of places that are kind of putting you in a position where they're not telling you you don't have to get it, but if you don't have it, it'll be harder. It's like having a high school diploma. We're not saying you need it, but we're saying it helps. And we're saying that we could use it as an excuse whenever the fuck we want. 
to uh to cut you cut, cut you loose if someone overqualifying that's one of those kind of things that you got to look at doesn't mean that it definitely will but with the with this thing it more likely it's more important believe it or not and i'm going to say this it'll be controversial you could bite my ass it's probably more important to have a vax card than to have a high school diploma in today's society can you think about that for a minute there are people who've spent decades oh, yeah. going to school if not a decade to go through the regular curriculum and now those people who are now of age 18 and plus no one even gives a fuck whether or not you have your high school diploma. They want to make sure that you have your VAX card. That's going to be a determining factor more on whether or not they hire you than anything else. Think about that. That's the world that we live in. I mean, but all I'm saying is I recently boarded a plane for the first time in my life. I wasn't worried about if I had my high school diploma. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. <laughs> now, as far as my personal opinion, I do feel... In my opinion, you should get some kind of protection. Worst case scenario, because I don't believe in Cronenberg stuff happening like everybody else, because I know for some reason, maybe it's because how good movies have become, but there just seems to be a large consensus of people who literally just think, yep, Cronenberg, you know, like I'm not going to be, I'll be one of the only ones on the rooftop safe. I think worst case scenario, maybe it's my age and my imagination doesn't go that far. I think worst case, oh shit. It didn't work that well. We were hoping that this was going to keep you alive. Fuck. Turns out you're going to die anyway. Worst case scenario, it just isn't that good. Like an off-brand root beer or soda. Like an RC Cola. It's just not that good, but it's what we got. I think that's worst case scenario. Best case scenario, it saves your ass. So why not go? You know? But that being said, this is my opinion. I'm not trying to convince anyone. It's my personal opinion. What I don't like about the way this is being dealt with is that people aren't being given choices here. It feels like the administration is strong arming everyone into something that I just happen to agree with at the moment, which I could change my mind. But in the moment, yes, I agree with us needing it or at least trying to see if it helps. But I just kind of feel like the right way to go about that is to convince people, not just in just just uh, implement protocols then make it inevitable for them to wind up needing it or not being able to live their lives, which is what's happening. At that point, you're no longer giving people a choice. You're taking away their choice. You know, if there's a rat, if, if, if there's a mouse maze and there's only one way to the cheese and there's no other alternating paths, was there ever really a choice? You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where like, no, you guys blocked off all of the other entryways and options available. And then you told people, well, decide. And that's very dangerous thinking for a society like ours to have. That is basically literally just a way of forcing, it's like almost slavery in a sense. You're forcing a choice out of somebody, making it seem like there's choice, but really it's the illusion of choice, you know? And that kind of worries me because sure, I may be on the agreeing side for this, but what happens if in five years from now or something, something comes up I'm a completely in opposition of? But it's the same exact protocol because everything has an algorithm that you can use. We can apply this logic to anything that's not this. And then we can say, hey, you have to follow the same maze. And if you don't, the same doors are going to be closed for you. The only thing that this little experiment has proven is what things you can prevent people from and deprive them of that they're willing to, to, to submit for. Their jobs, their security, their homes, you know what I mean? So it's like basically all of that shit was held hostage. To have people make a choice in the name of righteousness, in the name of doing the right thing, in the name of the better good. But that's still not the way shit works. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, again, acknowledging the, the 
that's the lack of freedom here, whether you agree with it or not. I could be I could agree with something and not agree with someone being forced into it. You know, I like Xbox. I think Xbox is a great platform. If they forced you to have it, no matter what, like you got cable, you need to have pay for Xbox as well or whatever. Or if they forced it to on you, implemented into your televisions or whatever, I'd have a problem with it, even as somebody who likes it. Oh, great. There's more people to play with in my community. You guys kind of forced these people in here. They wouldn't be here. They were never given the choice to objectively win the battle of who was going to win this council war or whatever. Just because I like something doesn't mean I want everybody else to be strong armed into the same shit. And it's a very dangerous ground that you tread when you basically tell people in any place of employment, wrestlers or anything, hey, look, you either do this or there's all this other bad shit that you're going to have to tolerate for the rest of your lives, including being less validated than everybody else around you. I just don't think that's a good way to do things, man. You know, and I don't think that the company's following suit should uh, is a good way to go about it either. Not at all. So that's how you not only just cause problems, but then that's how you just make people not want to be around. Yeah, you leave you leave them a choice. There's a better chance you're gonna stay because then it's like okay, so this won't be held against me. You strong arm them into something where it's like if they're against that, that person's just not gonna be there anymore. There's a way to make get a message across to people. And clearly, our administration doesn't understand how. And to me, the proof of the matter is that a couple of years ago, when this intangible, invisible thing attacked the world, and I call it intangible and invisible because unless you were directly affected, all you really did was hear about it. That being said, all it took initially from the previous administration was for people to hear about this this intangible, invisible thing. And the streets were completely vacant. There weren't people that were like 20%. No, no, I I really believe it. Nope. Explain to me how the previous administration, without much proof at the time, because it's not like now where you have all the proof everywhere. It was just early on. We're able to vacate the globe, essentially vacate the entire states to the point where I can look at security cameras of Times Square, go there myself, and not see a single human being. It didn't take them to funnel everybody into stuff. Everybody was just gone. It was like, Monday there, Tuesday, empty, closed, gone. Yet now we have all the proof in the world. People are dead, stretchers, obituaries, and all this other stuff. And the current administration doesn't have the fucking capacity to get everybody universally to agree to a protocol to be safe. Something's wrong, I'm just saying. Because how come they're not as convinced to get this shit as they were convinced to stay home? That was affecting them more at the time. If you would have asked anybody before this happened, can you convince the entire fucking United States of America to stay home simultaneously? Without it taking like a wave of weeks and weeks of acceptance, everyone would have immediately said no. And it happened literally from night to morning. Now you're telling me the same people who went through that shit, something about the lack of trust in the current administration doesn't even let them take a needle? Someone fucked up somewhere. Either that or our current administration, our current president is perfect. And there's arguments for the other contrary. Do you know why I say that? Because ever since we had this new administration, when was the last time you've seen a tweet or anybody complain about anything that anyone in offices of power has done? Everyone's silent now. You don't see any tweets about anything that the president or anybody in his political party does. Nowhere. Everyone's quiet. It's quieted down. Isn't that weird? There might be some hypocrisy here or we were blessed and you all were right. And this administration is perfect and nothing bad has happened overseas anywhere with any wars or any other stuff. There's no kind of resistance and there's not any kind of division within our culture. You pick. I ain't picking for you. What the fuck do I know? I'm just saying don't funnel people into choices 
You know, there's a way to make people. The point that I was making, and it might have been a little long winded, is that through proof of everyone staying home and fear, you can get everyone on the same page without holding a gun to somebody's head and putting their career and their livelihood and their money and their stability on the line and saying, hey, man, the choice is still yours, though. It's a shame that people don't really look at those things objectively and try to defend themselves to that kind of stuff when it happens because they, you do have rights. A lot of people don't realize there are rights you have. Maybe they're not front and center, but who's gonna, who the hell's going to tell you about your rights? Then you'd have them. Am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I just had to keep it going. I couldn't say anything else about that. I don't believe what a world that we live in, right? Right. Anyway. God. Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, all of those guys that are on Busted Open Radio, they recently spoke about the releases that were going on. And uh, they had this to say I want you guys to hear. Uh, let me ask you, Bully, is there life after WWE? Absolutely. There's lots of life after WWE. WWE is not the only game in town. WWE has never been the only game in town. It just it just depends how you came up in this business, how you were how you were bred, how you were taught, how you were educated to do business for yourself if you find yourself in a situation where you're no longer no longer working for the WWE. I can take myself and Devon as an example. Um, we worked in the WWE for six years from 99 to late 2005. And then when the WWE and the Dudleys agreed to not sign a new deal, me and Devon went straight to Japan. Me and Devon went straight to TNA. Me and Devon went straight to every organization around the world. And we continued to work for 10 years as Team 3D. And I'll go to far as say his Team 3 was as successful and as well-known as the Dudleys. So for me personally, I th- there was tons of life after du- the WWE. And then we returned to the WWE and the WWE universe remembered us for all of the things that we did while we were gone. Look at all the guys that got fired before. Fired. Like, hey, we don't agree with, we, we agree to disagree, but you know, you're going to have to agree with me so if you want to stay here. So good luck to you and your future endeavors. And then a year or two later, that guy comes back to the company, get paid more than he did before he left. Why is that? Because he took his ass somewhere else, worked hard, got over, and then commanded a presence to be able to come back. A la Team 3D, the Dudley boys. They were able to get over outside of WWE. They didn't need the WWE to be successful, but the WWE brought them back and was like, hey, man, business as usual. Y'all go out there and do your thing. Can you be a success outside of wrestling? Yes, 100%. And I could keep on listing people who have been successful uh, outside of the business or you know, before we're talking about somebody who left. MVP left, went to every other company, and came back drew mcintyre bobby lashley hey outside the undertaker and Shawn michaels nobody has these lifetime contracts with the wwe at some point your career is going to end with the wwe look at it as as an obstacle that you're going to have to overcome at some point make sure that you have a positive outlook make sure that you're going to be want somebody that somebody's going to want to hire Make sure that you're responsible. Make sure that you're reliable. Make sure that you do everything you can, that even if you leave the WWE, at some point, 
they're going to want you back in the WWE. There you go. Those are valid points. Yeah, I mean, look at Bully Ray. He left the WWE and went and became a world champion. Yeah, he became more successful. I I question whether or not uh, Team 3D itself became more successful, you know? I mean, they did. Yeah, they had those. They had that IWGP title run. They had, I believe, two TNA title runs, but wouldn't say more successful, but they still managed to be a success for sure outside of WWE. Yeah. It's kind of funny. One um, instance I think of of somebody who left and then went to go become somewhat of a success, kind of a name you wouldn't expect me to bring up, but Raven. Raven went from that dry ass gimmick on Sunday Night Heat so then he went to TNA and became NWA champion I kind of feel Raven's best years were behind him after ECW honestly yeah his best years were definitely behind him after ECW but they I don't know what they did with it like they did they had that whole was it like seven deadly sins gimmick that just never ended he was just gone in the middle of the gimmick but yeah he, he went he went somewhere else and then managed to at least some find some kind of success so it's like yeah they're right like it's not the end all be all. If you go there, that just means all right, go be a success somewhere else. I could see that. It might not be as big in some cases, but you're at least gonna go there and do something. But like just because WWE releases you, that just that's not it. We're also hearing that uh a lot of Stephanie's uh a lot of Stephanie's crew was fired as well. Don't know if you heard about that. I did not. Yes, a lot of Stephanie, like she has her own team or whatever. Apparently, a lot of Stephanie McMahon's team uh, was put in the cuts. Um, Her staff and branding, including Laura Petroselli, who was universally respected, the wife of the writer, Ed Kosky. Apparently, there's there's speculation that the branding department is going to merge into the marketing department. And that might be why there were all the recent publicity um, pushes to WWE to promote Stephanie to the point of a marketer rather than the chief brand officer. So even she's being affected by the cuts. That poor baby. You don't sound like you care. <laughs> I mean, that, that honestly, like, that, all jokes aside, though, that does suck when you have, like, a team kind of built around you and even they get caught in the crossfire. Yeah, hang in there, Steph. Better time you for coming. You. <laughs> you never know, Steph. One of these days, the women will get another first that you can take the credit for. Chin up, Steph. Don't start a GoFundMe yet. <laughs> See, I'm so glad you said something before I did, because you said chin up, and I was showing up about to come up with, oh, no's one or the other. You know, don't count yourself. I don't count her out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll be okay. Oh, my Lord. You know, the funny thing is, they mentioned her on Raw tonight, and when I tell you, it took me a second, because I haven't thought about her in so long. How could you watch this and not think about her? The four of them literally stood in the ring and then told everybody how much better shit was going to be and then tanked it. See, I forgot about that lie because it might as well have not even happened. That's how little stuff has changed. Now, if they would have told me it's going to get worse, I'd remember. <sighs> anyway, what do we got next on this here? Oh, yes. Becky Lynch recently uh, was in an interview where she spoke a little bit about her issues with Charlotte. I'm sure you've probably heard this has gone viral several times. This is what she had to say in regards to the issues. We've got Survivor Series on Sunday, and uh, you'll be facing Charlotte Flair 
in that match, there were all these reports that there was quote unquote real life heat and a backstage issue after SmackDown recently where you're supposed to trade belts because you went from SmackDown to Raw. She went from Raw to SmackDown and she dropped the belt. Give me some juice on what happened backstage. All I'll say is 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 the locker room needs a hero sometimes. And sometimes somebody's got to be a hero. And I'm all right being that hero. If you do have quote unquote real life heat with someone or issues with someone, you know, away from the ring, and then you do have to have a match. Does that make things more difficult? Oh, 100%. 100% more difficult. When you've got two people that are wanting to work together to make magic, then you make magic. Sometimes when there is hostility, when you can't trust the person, then you never know what's going to happen. Do you trust Charlotte Flair? No. Are things difficult right now with Charlotte Flair? Yes. Okay. She kind of she oh. pulled that reporter. Yes! But the only difference is she had substance behind it. Yeah, exactly. There was some content and context. Right. Take some notes, motherfucker. They should have had her interview Tony Khan. <laughs> That's going way better. You probably listen to this shit crying right now. You think I forgot? No. But yeah, see, that, that, that match. I was thinking about this when I started hearing about this today. That match is going to suffer. Or because be she's right. What made, like, like, we'll use a prime example. What made Sasha and Bailey's matches so great is the fact that they are best friends. So it's 100% trust. And it's 100% on being on the same page of the goal to make this match fantastic. If two people don't like each other, prime example. You wonder why fucking Austin Aries and, and Johnny Impact at the time suffered because there was heat. So the match came out like dog shit. Hmm. Well, yeah, you remember so- that one? That's, that's the one where fucking Aries took the finisher and then just no sold afterwards. That's what happens. Well, like I said, I think there's going to be cases where uh, it'll be different, you know, like you they might make they might make magic. I don't think they'll kill each other in the ring. I'd like to think that they won't, especially at Survivor Series. You don't want it to be the same event where The Rock debuted and The Undertaker and Charlotte and Becky <laughs> killed each other. <laughs> you know, the bad part about it is if they killed each other, it would make that pay way more eventful than seeing it going. Yeah, not better, just eventful. <laughs> I'd remember some shit there. What if they're working everybody, though? And WWE is going to try to take credit for everything. What if it is WWE? They're not that creative. You watch Raw tonight, you know. Like what? They let them <laughs> talk so openly about something they have such a problem with. Oh, fuck no. You know, and that's what makes me think maybe they're working us. Closed closet door to shit. Is that like, like, like shit to be? That'd be nice, but nah. But I have a good eye for things, and I noticed that they cut that video. Not for nothing. The one with Becky. And I managed to ret- retrieve some of the, the stuff in the middle that they are, that they left out. So here's the unedited version. We've got Survivor Series on Sunday, and uh, you'll be facing Charlotte Flair in that match. There were all these reports that there was, quote unquote, real life heat and a backstage issue after SmackDown recently where you were supposed to trade belts because you went from SmackDown to Raw. She went from Raw to SmackDown and she dropped the belt. Give me some juice on what happened backstage. All I'll say is is, is the locker room needs a hero sometimes. And sometimes somebody's got to be a hero. And I'm all right being that hero. If you do have quote unquote real life heat with someone or issues yeah, with someone, you know, away from the ring, and then you do have to have a match, does that make things more difficult? Oh. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Tell y'all something right now. This, I've been doing this show since before episode 100. This son of a bitch got me again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what it is? It's so obvious I didn't see it coming. Oh, <sighs> man. 
Charlotte spoke to BT Sports. I can't tell if she's working or shooting anymore since she's always me. <laughs> In other words, you don't have a drop for that one? No, I have something. How are you keeping yourself motivated? Because I didn't come this far to come this far. Uh, there's a reason I've been on top since 2015. It wasn't, handed, it wasn't handed to me. It wasn't given to me. It just didn't fall into my lap. It's because I'm always hungry. I'm always motivated. I always want more. I always want to be better. I always want to be the best. Do you find that, I don't want to say rubs people the wrong way, but you're so dominant and because you're so, sitting here opposite you, you're so confident as well. Yes, it obviously does rub people the wrong way. Um, but if I was a man, would it rub people the wrong way? I mean, no one ever looks at a man and goes, well, why does he want to be the world champion again? Where he's been on top all these years. Is it because I'm a woman? Because I've done it all? Because we have a smaller division? Why? I'm, what, Charlotte's difficult? Why is it because I stood, because I, I stand up for what I believe in? That makes me difficult, but if I was a man, I'd have big balls, right? No. I know how good I am, man or woman, she I'm the best. has the biggest I love how balls of the mind. changing the game, by the way. Like, I really love it. No, but really, is it because I'm a woman? That's what, so I'm just supposed to okay, come this far to come this far and be like, all right, yep, take my spot. All these years of hard work, please just take it. No. If you're going to take it, take it. Yep. So all I'm saying, Charlotte, is I endured Jeff Jarrett's NWA champion quite a few times. After a certain point, I had the same thought. Why again? Yes, would it be different if she had balls? There's actually an uncut version of this. I'm just kidding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up like no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> is this the most interesting going into Survivor Series? I hope not. And it's it not that is. I'm not interested. I just don't want this to be like the only draw, you know? Oh, th this is it. This is fucking it. But the sad part is, just like everything, it's not going to matter after the show's off the air. Because let's be real, at this point, they've booked themselves into a way where I don't care about a Charlotte versus Becky match. Because I watched Becky kick her ass for a year and a half. I don't care anymore. Yeah, wow. There's someone who doesn't get released for nothing, and they even released Nia. Charlotte doesn't play, boy. Anyway, so apparently there is a Ruthless Aggression season two coming out this Sunday. Really now? Oh, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I did hear about that. I didn't know it was a Sunday, though. Jesus. Is that a long gap between the Ruthless Aggression season? Yes. Season one? I remember, you know how long ago? Like, they did the Attitude Era. I didn't know Peacock existed they did the last the time the first one came out. Didn't they do the Monday Night Wars as season one or something? I think so. Or the Attitude Era, and then they did the Ruthless Aggression Season 1, and now, you know how long ago that was? It's been like, what, a year or two, right? I feel like it's been longer than that. Someone try to find the release date of Ruthless Aggression Era Season 1. Good lord. I'm kind of curious here. I'm but anyway, I'll look it up later. It's not that important right now. But yeah, they're doing a Season 2. Um, Take a look here real quick. They have a trailer for it. So I guess we're going to look at that first to open this story up. Ruthless Aggression Era was a time of creating, in a time of creating the future. I've never in my life heard of a match like this! It is the hardest structure I've ever been in. I want to be that woman in the ring, being a badass. Seeing what our women could really do, that's a positive outcome of the Ruthless Aggression Era. There was literally no women's division, and now there is. 
The fact that I had to be talked into doing the Money in the Bank ladder match. I sound like a giant dumbass. The heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels is back! It was a chance to make it different this time. It doesn't matter when The Rock has come back to! It was a recipe for phenomenal success in terms of fans loving to hate me. You either want this or you don't. And if you don't want it, don't waste our f***ing time. There were so many guys. The future, the present, the past. So much good entertainment. And that's what Ruthless Gresham was. It was a special era. Ruthless aggression. Looks good. So here's a kicker. The year, uh, it, it's only been a year for the first season. Wow, it felt longer, huh? Yeah, felt forever. But one thing I did see in that trailer that I am very excited for was um when they had a little clip of Triple H talking about the elimin the, the first elimination chamber because you remember a lot of shit happened in that match. Was that the first like one of the thing things that wanted to be in the shoot was um RVD basically crushing his throat coming off of that frog splash. Was that the first Edge cash in? It wasn't right. No, um, that Money in the Bank that was uh when Edge got the first cash in. No, but I'm saying when oh, Edge oh, first. Oh no! Oh no! Um. That was, I think, like the second or third chamber was Edge's okay. first cash-in. All right. Yeah, I was curious about that. But yeah, I, I remember, because I remember um that was back when, God, I remember this fucking show, WWE Confidential was still going. And I remember, I think it might have been Booker T was talking about the fact that when, after he suffered that injury, he kept passing out in the middle of the match. That sucks. Yeah, I remember, like, he, he literally, he barely got through that match. Yeah, that is rough. I remember because I remember watching that match and I was like, holy fuck, that happened early. Yeah, and The Rock's also still in there because of the fact that uh, he, he was he was at the, at the tail end of still being around. He, he fought Brock and people like that. Yeah, he fought Brock. I want to say that's when somewhere around that was when Goldberg first showed up. And... He did Hollywood Rock. Oh, yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> I think that was probably both The Rock concerts, which I was live for the second one. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about uh, the whole thing with MJF shitting on the rocks thing with uh, Vin Diesel? <laughs> yeah, he thought he said it didn't. Say, he said Vin Diesel's apology didn't sound legit. Yeah, he said it was fucking fine. He's such a little asshole. It's great. I'm telling you, he's my new favorite person after after the full gear. <laughs> they asked him about being part of Fast and Furious, and he was like, "Um, a I would love to be a part of the franchise or any movie. I think any movie could use me. That's a and b." Was it an apology? Was it actually an apology? Because he calls him little, so I don't know. Look, I don't know why Vinny D. I don't know Vinny D. personally. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I don't know how sincere that apology was. If I could offer my two cents, I like the fact that he pointed out as like was it an apology? You know, because he calls him little. Right, ain't, ain't shit little about the Rock. Don't nobody take that out of context. I swear to God, he calls him little. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Knowing good and well, I got a friend who didn't even watch wrestling. He's like, yo, why is he bigger than he ever was when he was a wrestler? Yeah, that sucks. I told you how I felt about it, how he kissed ass like that and put him on the spot. Right. So, you know. Don't be bringing kids into this shit. People, ain't got nothing to do with kids. People, people are quoted. Of course, you know, there are people quoted. I don't even have to. I used to remember I have to go looking for people who are quoted. Now they're just there. No, they're just there. <laughs> it's like the difference between, like, having a mouse in your house in the suburbs and having roaches in the projects. 
the roaches are just there. You could catch the mouse. It's like that's what that's, that's what it's become. It's like I used to have to go. All right, I got the story. Let me see if we could get some people quotes. Nope, there's just people quotes. So <laughs> let's go Yo, to them. <laughs> I, that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I thought you were going to say rats in the suburbs and rats in the projects. Nope. So one of the quotes is, "It is 100 percent coming off as emotional manipulation." Quote unquote, little brother, I am better. And then um, someone put Pablo slash Paul Walker guilt tactic. No one else can play Hobbs. Non-affirmation. Doesn't actually say he is a good addition. Classic. I didn't think about Look, I love how people dissect. And you know what? I, that's the part of the world that I got to say that I like that, that didn't exist before. That people pick words apart the way that I do. It's what's not said here. You know, as well as what's said here that really says it. So a lot, a lot of times people, that's why they keep you for hours in the interrogation room when you kill a motherfucker because it's not about trying to get you to confess it's about there's an algorithm to your words that's going to make it's going to expose what you how you really feel without you knowing about it so that what they're basically saying here is um the little brother thing is coming off as emotional ma- manipulation with the whole i am better and then the pablo paul walker guilt tactic and then saying no one else can play hobbs is a non-affirmation basically meaning technically no one else can play hobbs he's not saying that he's good at playing hobbs He's not saying that he likes him to play Hobbs. He's not even saying that he wants him to play Hobbs. He's doing the bare minimum of what this requires. He's telling him a fact. No one else can play Hobbs. You understand what I'm saying? That's just information that's just a non-affirmation. You're saying something that you know the other person knows just so that you can try in a, in a desperate attempt to put you and that person on the same page. The only reason anyone ever tells you something that you already know is because they want to be on the same page with you. So then the question becomes, why does this person want to be on the same page with you? So this is what non-affirmation essentially is. And then the fact that he doesn't actually say he's a good addition does attribute to that. And then uh, walking Paul Walker's daughter down the aisle, sweeter part of the cult. Sign me up. And then someone said this. Who do you think you're talking to like that? Kick his cultish ash, Uncle Dwayne. And someone says, so the cryberry is trying to guilt trip the rock after he slammed him. Vin is jealous of rock's success and needs him for a paycheck. Wow. The internet is vicious. Well, I have to say, I didn't really care or give enough of a flying fuck to do a dissection of that statement. Because it's fast and furious, which I have nothing to do with. But I can't say that these people haven't found some stuff in here. You know what I mean? When you really do look at it, and I did bring up a little bit of last week, but they really go into it here. You know, the fact that he does say that that line right there, that no one else can play Hobbs line, it really is telling. And the little brother thing there. There's no part in here where he actually compliments him. He doesn't put him over in here. Very corporate and very clever verbal tactic that you can use to put somebody in the palm of your hand without ever really promising anything, saying anything, or putting them or painting them in a positive light. Because in a sense, if the person doesn't pick up on this and they just basically reciprocate you, what winds up happening is you paint yourself in a positive light. Because now it looks like you held out the olive branch. So, yeah. Nice little tactic there. What the hell? (laughs) MJF is a good guy to have around. And yeah, oh, great, right? So it really is like family, then. Yeah, you're right. So they really are families. Manipulation and <laughs> and, and, and talking shit that. behind your back, <laughs> talking shit behind your back, manipulation. It, you know what I mean? Like guilt trips and tactics and psychological tactics and games and and obscure messages posted on social media for everyone to see. This is fucking family. The, the Rock and Vin Diesel. Sense. I'm gonna cry. The Rock and Vin Diesel are family. They manipulate each other, put each other on the spot, guilt trips, underlying motives. 
Oh my god, this is beautiful. Oh, oh people who god. have nothing to do with the ship, giving them their two cents. This the is family, and it's Thanksgiving too. This must be the Thanksgiving special. Oh my god, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god, this is so beautiful. Stasis picked it up. Their family. <laughs> It was staring us. You know when it's something just so obvious and you don't realize it and it's staring you right in the face and then when you de- look look deep down the side, you see it. They're family. This whole thing from the first movie was about what? Family. family. And you know what, Stasis? I'm writing it down. It really is like family. <laughs> family. I'm, I'm, this is beautiful. <laughs> All right. Tweets back and forth. Bring the kids to Tweets back and forth about who bringing the kids together. Remind them that I stood at your wedding and all this other. This is family. Holy shit. Yo, this would be the greatest revelation history. Yo, what the fuck? is Stacey just unlocked. That was amazing. Holy shit. Bringing the kids the into family family. This, is a, this is a family. This is a true fucking family right here. <laughs> he has to come back now, right? It'll be a Christmas oh miracle. Oh, my God. I mean, Brittany got released from father prison. We got to have these guys back together. All they're missing is to have to resolve it on Dr. Phil. Man, whoever would have thought that these guys were family all along. Oh, my God. It's beautiful, man. See, you find the good things in life where you don't think that you were going to find them. (sighs) We're not done talking about The Rock, though. Nope. So why did they pay tribute to him? It is, I believe, his 20th anniversary. Gotcha. Yeah, they've been... Oh, it's 25th anniversary as a superstar. I see. It's funny. It's his 20th anniversary of Xbox, 25th anniversary as a superstar. And the ironic part about that is that he was the one who introduced the first OG Xbox 20 years ago. Right. Who would have thought? It was The Rock himself. Everybody in this group, Rhea is my favorite. Just saying. So let's take it from front to back. What do we have here? We have uh, Riddle, who's doing Rocky Maivia. That's how he debuted in Survivor Series 96, was it? Was it 96 yeah, or 94? Yep, it, um, I want to say it was 96. Let me see. Or 96 might have been Montreal screwed up. I, I got him confused. He did a Survivor Series. Uh, and then Rhea and Damien, they were doing the Attitude Era ones. Fanny Pack Rock. Well, the early one, Rhea's doing, like, that's very early Nation of Domination Rock. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, uh, Damien Priest is sort of doing uh, corporate rock. $500 shirt rock. Yeah, that's the corporate rock that was against Stone Cold there. And uh, I don't know what the fuck. What's Xavier Woods doing? I'm not sure which rock he is. I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed, though, we didn't get we didn't get a tracksuit in the match rock. Yeah, somebody should have won the tracksuit one, right? Everybody remember that one where he was just wrestling full-blown fucking tracksuits? Like... Yeah, that's when he had his pecs, surgery on his pecs. I don't know if many people know that. That was the reason. That's what that was. Yeah, why do you think Don Cena made that line where he said back when you have surgery on your boobies? You know, I never. <laughs> That's what he was talking about. Had the <laughs> the tracksuit was to cover up the surgery marks until he healed. Yeah. I couldn't believe he brought that shit in there. I was like, oh, wow. This guy is fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Damn. As much as I like The Rock, man, to this day, I just say, be careful. Don't fuck with Cena again. Cena was really fucking him up on the mic. I love The Rock and everything, but it was just like, dude. He met his match on that day. It was like, I didn't ever think I'd see the day that I would find another guy like that. And he's way worse than you. You better keep away. He's calling you out on real shit. He's talking about the shit you wrote on your arm. He called you out about the surgery you had in your pecs. It was like, this guy's digging deep. Like, I've never seen somebody go and rock like that before. It was just like, what in the world, man? I do like Big E having the detail, though, to, to pull out the Brahma Bull title. 
Yeah, I barely remember that Brahma Bull title. Because he barely ever had it, it. It was never around very long. I don't even remember seeing him holding it. I remember him holding the one the Smoke and Skull belt got turned into the regular world championship. I don't, I I don't think, remember think exactly. I want to say he brought it out maybe once or twice, but that was about it. It was somewhere around that time. I know they popped up. Someone should have been been uh, Hollywood Rock with the vest, vest with no shirt oh underneath, God, and right. the black and the black um, slacks. I liked Hollywood Rock's attire. And then you get somebody to be the Scorpion King. I'm not, <laughs> talking, I'm not talking about like a standalone movie. I'm talking about a shitty CG. You want to Akuna Masente? Akuna Masente? Akuna Masente? Akuna Masente? That was bad. That, that was a terrible. Who would have thought he he would have survived? what he went through you know what i mean i, I say like if the like the scorpion king was a natural disaster but in a lot of ways it was but like who would have thought like you know i mean hey, that cgi side? one was pretty rough all right oh, the actual was. movie was fine but the cgi scorpion king ooh, fucking king quest get the fuck this man said they need somebody to be fat rock in that spy movie with kevin hart i'm fucking done with king quest <laughs> Christ. so he put out something for the anniversary of xbox apparently something different from last week which by the way it's the anniversary guys go get your goodies if there are i haven't had time since i've been here making this program for you to see what we got i probably missed it probably have to be in the twitch channel during the thing we'll see let's see what we got going on here with the rock all right xbox fans the time has come can you believe it has been 20 years since i stood on that ces stage in las vegas and helped launch the original Xbox. Now, of course, I nailed all the cool buzzwords. The Rock's here to say that that can't be farther from the truth. Symmetric multiprocessing, completely self-contained operating system. And how about that look? I mean, the outfit, the glasses. Who wears glasses inside? And I even had hair back then. Those were the days, the good old days. Now, thank the Lord, I left the fanny pack in my closet. All right, well, I hope you had a chance to watch Red Notice on Netflix over the weekend. Now, here's the thing. We built a kick-ass vault inspired by the film with some amazing treasures and artifacts from Xbox over the last 20 years. Now look, my co-stars Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot being the master thieves that they are, they are hell-bent on getting into the vault and getting their hands on these artifacts themselves. So I need your help. I need you to break into the Xbox vault yourself by heading over to the site below. Now I'm excited to tell you we got hundreds and hundreds of amazing prizes, including an oil painting of yours truly from that moment 20 years ago. The look, the glasses, the hair, the whole thing is there. And custom Xbox Red Notice hardware, Game Pass collector's cards. We got hundreds and hundreds of them for you guys. And last but not least, three Cleopatra eggs, just like the ones in Red Notice. All right, it's time for me to go and hit the Iron Paradise and show Master Chief what uh, real guns look like. You never cease to amaze the rock. Yeah, so there you go. And I heard that it was a big, it was a pretty big deal. They announced, uh, they talked about that new game, The Elder Scrolls Six, which, yes, it'll be an Xbox exclusive. So Don't fuck it up, dog. going to be very interesting there. Lots of different announcements and stuff. Go to xboxvault.com, like they said. I'm actually going now just to see if there's anything that we have here that we can bring into the show. I didn't do shit. You lied, Rock. Liar! Maybe I spelled it wrong. I don't know. I thought it was just xboxvault.com. Did the site get tied up? So many people heard that announcement from here that they... Yeah, right. Don't know what happened. Anyway, at some point, go check it out. What else do we have on here? More Rock stuff. Damn, you would think that he's in wrestling. <laughs> oh, did you hear about the billboard prank that he played on Ryan Reynolds? 
No, wait a minute. Does, does what? this guy ever sleep? Do you ever sleep, Rock? I don't think he does. I'll bring this up for you here. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, so he put up, he was, he had the billboard at the Netflix, at the Netflix, I guess, headquarters somewhere. Changed. As you can see, and it says Ryan Reynolds uses his mom's Netflix account. And in the, the this on Instagram and the post says one last heist for the road. Beat that. Van City Reynolds, which is his his uh, handle. For the record, Ryan's mom is an amazing woman. Not sure why Ryan turned out the way he did. And then, and then Ryan responded, in fairness, my mom uses my OnlyFans account. This is the last time I get I let you decide what to put on the Netflix marquee. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't just throw that in there. Jesus. What the fuck? And I know some people use it for other shit, but damn it, that's not the first thing anybody's going to think of. That's, that's not. Not at all. It's not the first thing I'm going to use it for. <laughs> Or it is the first thing I would use it for, probably. I'm not going to go on there to get news. I play my you guitar on there, yes. And I'm sure I'm sure everybody's on here to hear you play your quote-unquote guitar, honey. Lord. Anyway, Shotzi Blackheart went to a, a Rockville festival that had, like, Anthrax and uh, Disturbed and Slipknot and Rob Zombie and Metallica. Sounds like her better than her whole damn career in WWE so far, to be honest. Especially like, where she's at now. Like, that's an experience. She was around the greats, huh? And apparently, we've got some footage from there. Get this up on the screen for you guys. Oh, God. Give me a minute. I got to switch it over for you and for you guys. Here, just get that full because, yeah, that's her crowd surfing, I guess. That's what it looks like, right? Yep. Okay. Oh God. Good job. And you mean to tell me they were like turn her heel? Turn her heel and call her budge. Might as well at this point. Shit, they don't already killed the character. Yeah. Girl in her element. Mm-hmm. Having fun. There you go. One That's last what I always fun. liked about her character, even in NXT. It had a level of even though it was over the top with the tank and stuff too, it had like a level of like this was really who she is. Like she yeah. she always struck me as a very off the walls person if you let her be. Yeah, no argument here, man. And you gotta be off the walls crowd surf, so. One last fun one for the road. Rob Van Dam got married to Katie Forbes. You know, it wasn't until that moment I realized that that was a shoot relationship. I always thought that was just something impacted. Yeah. Just because it strikes me as something they do. But I mean, hey, fucking congratulations. Here is a video of the celebration. Rob Van Dam and Katie Forbes. Hell yeah, look at them. They look so happy. Right? Rob still looks good. That is so nice. Look at that. They're dressed in proper attire and stuff. Looks so happy. Carrion Cross also looks good in Scarlet. Carrion Cross looks so happy. He doesn't have to wear that fucking helmet anymore. It's got to be great. You know, lots of people all getting together, making friends. Yo, it of the took business. me a second to look at Cross's hand and realize what was happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Fire you? Fuck, I was reaching for tape. <laughs> I the wedding. Now you get to hang out with people outside of the E. Outside of the bubble. Have fun. That's the first time I've seen Scarlet in months. Oh, yeah, it's all wonderful. You get more of the people that you want to see here than on the actual fucking show. Right. <sighs> all right, well. Fucking Stasis said, out of the E, now go take some E. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That escalated quick. 
Um, there's no need to really discuss NXT today. We will maybe discuss it next week, if it even deems necessary. Yeah, with the new um, format, it might not. I mean, at this see. point, it feels like every week I'm seeing more people that I just don't know. They're 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 they're, they're turning into ROH again. Yeah. Um. I mean, the main thing is Kaylee Ray is gone. I mean, after she lost that match, she gets killed by. I mean, not Kaylee Ray. Saray's gone. She gets killed by Kaylee Ray. Saray loses, and she tweets out, "Nothing I I do is working as planned. Why can't I win?" Saray is back in Japan, but don't worry, I'll be back soon. Thank you to everyone for your patience. So, there's another person at least gone for the foreseeable future. Um, I guess we get SmackDown. Build all that hype and then barely did anything. I gotta bring a SmackDown up on the screen. Which I think I lost it again. How did I find it last time? That goes to show how little regard I'm having for SmackDown. I lost it twice. Because this one was just me. They did so much shit that doesn't make sense. Which, could you believe I could think of something that they did that made even less sense than Got the it. Woods thing? I cannot, actually. But, uh... You're gonna, quick, love what it, you're gonna love it when I get to it. Quick rundown. Sonya Deville introduces the women's SmackDown Survivor Series team, which you guys are gonna see them on the poll anyway. Um, Aaliyah has one of her first matches and one of her first wins. Let me get this on the screen for me. And what do you think they did, guys? Do you think they pushed her? Do you think she's lying for a title shot? Nah. Here's the thing about the Aaliyah thing, okay? This girl has one of the most unenthusiastic hot tags I've ever seen in my entire life. Like... I've her hot tag was so offensive. She got in the ring with the least amount of urgency I've ever seen someone get in the ring for a hot tag. Nicholas since, had more urgency than her since the game. Look at this hot tag. Shoulders down, Naomi for the win. Tag made. Here comes Aaliyah. The newcomer this What the fuck is the matter with you? She took Bro, a sweet ass tag cover through the like ropes. A foot and a half away from her before she did anything. They brought in that Von Wagner dude. He's officially now Adam Pierce's bodyguard. Yeah, so they just broke the tag team up. So see you in AEW, Kyle. So Kyle O'Reilly had a had a buddy. This is reminding me of FCW. And, and you where know like, what the funny thing is? On NXT, they were revving up to get ready to challenge for the tag titles. This reminds me of FCW, where there's no regard between the main roster and the regular roster, because now Kyle Von Wagner is no longer Kyle O'Reilly. He's just here as Adam Pierce's bodyguard with no explanation. They didn't even bother to introduce him. He's just standing there with his arms folded. It's so stupid because nobody knew who the fuck he was in NXT. He was one of the new faces in this reboot, and you mean to tell me he just gets a call-up? Charlotte has an uh-oh promo, which was a bit cringe. She talks about how she wants to call Becky, Becky, uh-oh. And she's like, I came back from having a baby too soon. Uh-oh. And she has all these other things. I'm not ready for Charlotte. Uh-oh. Becky, uh-oh. And uh, then she calls herself Starlet, uh, Char- Charlotte the Star Maker. And uh, the best part to me, the payoff to all of this had nothing to do with Charlotte or, or Becky. It had to do with McAfee again. Because then Tony Storm comes yes. out. And Tony Storms is like, you know, Becky's been defending her title on Raw. Have you defended your title since you've been on SmackDown? And then fucking McAfee goes, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best fucking part. And then Charlie, right after that, that man. And then right after that, he goes, the Star Maker getting challenged by Tony Storm. It was like, yo, her her nickname was just uh, her nickname's not even thirty seconds old. 
And he goes, uh oh, the Star Maker <laughs> getting challenged by Tony Storm. Fucking <laughs> okay, is magical, I swear to God. Oh. Hold on. There's a couple other things that were funny here I wanna I wanna pull up for you guys. Oh god. What do we got? Which I, I which when we get to the poll, I found something out today that made me so sad. This I popped for this. I thought that this was this is a great heel tactic, and I thought this was good too. So she challenges Tony Storm challenges. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is and accept my challenge for your SmackDown Women's Championship tonight? The Star Maker getting challenged by Tony Storm. <laughs> the Star Maker. Listen to this. This is perfect. They're moving their hands in an upward motion and saying what word? Oh, that's yes, they say. I think it was yeah. Absolutely not. And then she stays there still waiting and waves the guy up like, now hold my ropes open. And it makes Tony stand there. They play her. She can... Wow. He fucking stand and stare at her like she's Tony an asshole and leave. Not tonight. Bye. Girl, bye. And that was it. There was nothing else afterwards. Nothing. Oh, man. Anyway, what was the other relevant thing that happened? Just the ending, right? Where Woods gets yeah, his ass just kicked? Yeah, just the thing where they rewarded Woods for all his contribution for up, up, down, down. Yeah, can I get that up on the screen here somewhere? How far do I have to go? Geez, this shit seems longer than it was. Oh, wait. Which, just to throw it out there, people, um, Woods won, even though it was by DQ, Woods won. Roman's first lost in over a year. Upstairs, King Woods! And Woods down right over the announce table! The bloodline says there ain't no way a coast-to-coast elbow is gonna end Roman Reigns' night. Well, it should end in Roman Reigns' night. Woods had Roman Reigns defeated before the Usos appeared and dragged before the bloodline outsmarted. And then he does kneel. But for the crown. I love how they were arguing over who gets to crown him. Let me redeem myself, dog. No, let me redeem myself. We both do it. We both do it. Like it was that important to them. You catch that shit that they were like, they needed that. They both wanted the honor of putting that crown on his head. What the fuck's going on with that? Look at that. They, they really put his crown. It's the king. Anybody else have a word for Burger King suddenly? No. No? All right. You know I don't. No. So, yeah, according to Fightful Select, uh, TJ Wilson and Molly Holly were the ones that produced the Sasha Banks promo and the six-man tag team match that followed. Uh, Abyss and Jimmy Wang Yang are the ones who put together Shinsuke Nakamura and the Rick's Boog tag team match against Los Lotharios. Uh... Jeff Hardy and Sami Zayn against Sami Zayn was produced by Jamie Noble and Sean Devari. Xavier Woods against Roman was produced by Petey Williams. Uh, but he was apparently shadowed by someone because Petey's pretty new as a producer. We're also hearing Molly Holly has been overseeing and producing shit across the board and is getting rave reviews for anybody interested in that kind of shit. 1.985 million viewers with a 0.5 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Uh, pretty much almost identical to the 1.978 million viewers from the previous October 5th episode with the same 0.5 in the 18 to 49 demographic. SmackDown doesn't really move, just shy of 2 million per week. And uh, yeah. yeah. 
we're going to talk about Raw. I guess we're going to have no choice but to talk about Raw before we do the poll. Oh, yeah. Right? And also, um, one thing we also got was SmackDown. Uh, yeah, after Aaliyah's win, they just took her off the Survivor Series team. Oh, yeah. She's just crying in the background. And then they did that thing where Mustafa Ali, he comes up to her and he's trying to, he's going to try to turn her into one of his, like, little Muslim followers. And he's like, hey, you know, it sucks around and here. We don't and then, know who her replacement is until hopefully Friday. And then Ricochet comes, right? And I like talks to her instead. And he's like, no, you know, you did really good for your first thing. Cock blocking Ricochet. Ricochet, I seen the girl you're banging. I don't know how you fucked up with her and Casey, but you doing. As a matter of fact, let's bring that up so we'll talk about Ricochet. We know who your girlfriend is now, Ricochet. You devastated the internet. I didn't really know that it was a thing, but we've seen the photos. He's banging. What's her name? Um, I want to say banging. It'll be considered inappropriate. Samantha, face. Samantha Irvin. Remember Samantha Irvin? No. No. She's the NXT announcer. Oh, okay. I never knew her name. That everybody's been wooing lately. That all the fanboys and the marks have been gunning for. There's an NXT announcer that everybody's been wondering who she is and where she comes from. Everybody's been drooling over. And pictures of her showed up. <laughs> pictures of her showed up on social media. Can I share this? Let me see if I can share this for you. So that you can see this. Hold on. I don't normally do this. I'm just trying to share oh, my God. screen, oh, which is something good. that we don't normally do. But I want to make sure that I share it properly. What do I got to do here? This window capture thing? Bear with me, folks. Oh, God. I'm so scared of what's about to pop up on the screen. I don't know why, but I'm scared. You shouldn't be. I just want to look at this because it's funny. There's a few things about the story to make it funny. Oh, God. This is ringside news. So give me a minute while I transition this over. Uh, the funny thing is first of all someone in the comments put ricochet's corny ass was able to cuff up samantha Irvin, and then it shows him with her and then there's another picture of her i thought this was funny though the tl when they found out ricochet back samantha Irvin. And this was the ricochet corny ass was able to. Oh. Ah. <laughs> That's what people are doing because ricochet. <laughs> but this one called me. That's why I had to share my screen when they found out ricochet back. <laughs> Everybody. Oh my god. That's funny because I came across this story. I was doing the news. As you know, I do the news around the back. I'm literally looking at this at the same time that I'm looking at that. Oh my and I'm God. like, are you kidding me, this bastard? You snake? <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even plan on bringing that up, but just the fact oh. that it came up in the... Uh, good for him, though, right? Right. Oh, and also, Sami Zayn lost that match to Jeff Hardy, and then they took him off the SmackDown team. Mm-hmm. So there's been all kinds of changes when it comes to the yeah. losses on the SmackDown team. A lot, lot of stuff that just didn't need to fucking happen. I love how, I, I wish we would have pointed it out, but I love how Rey Mysterio had a moment where I feel like the fans were speaking through him, where it's like, if you didn't want him on the team, why put him on the fucking team in the first place? Like, you could just leave the team what it is, or just whatever you actually want without the done. You talking about when Rey said that? Get over. You talking about when Rey said that? Yeah. To me, I hate to say it, but the wrestling fan in me, that sounded like beneath Rey to say, because it was like, why do you make my son fight my son fight for his for his spot on the team? If you didn't want him on the team, then why not just kick him off? Like, no, actually, you should want him to fight for his spot on the team and and win the spot. Like, who would you you should be pissed if 
it was the other way around. Like if it was, why don't you just kick my son off the team and I give him a chance to fight for the spot like we do in Survivor Series season. We fight for the spots, remember? Yeah, see, but you know what the thing it is? Nobody else had to fight for their spot. And that's the writing hole, too. The but thing. the point being that from Ray's perspective, being a veteran and a traditional guy, his argument shouldn't be, why did my son have to fight for a Survivor Series spot? It should be more like, why was my son the only one who had to fight for a Survivor Series spot when it's a tradition for all of us to? Not, why didn't? Why do you make him fight for a spot? You should have just kicked him off the team and given give it to Lashley and be done with it. You're basically, by saying that, you're almost saying, fuck him. He wasn't going to win. You knew that. All which I'm, hear, which I'm hearing that they're coming they very close to the split. On the first place. I'm hearing they're coming very close to splitting the feud with them. Which I'm not, I don't even want to yeah, see. I'm not interested yeah, in splitting the field that, with that's them. Because that's what we need. I don't want that. Which, which, the, which the sad part is, all this could have been avoided if they just would have left the team what the fuck it is. Once again, stop touching shit. Cheat the poor kid out of his virus series because you want to do dumb shit. Okay. Anyway, I pulled up some SmackDown highlights so that we could do. Because I'm, I'm not going to remember offhand. I was putting everything together off the top. Uh, as this show was going on. But as you can see, we have highlights on the screen. One of the things that was Biggie, who was giving his promo about Kevin Owens and how he doesn't trust him. Then Kevin Owens basically going back to telling these people that uh, he's going to be all of the things that they're expecting him to be and that he's going to be the heel that they're expecting because that's what they forced him to. Then there's like the ambush here, right? He winds up getting attacked by SmackDown people because the Usos wind up taking him out and they say that Roman Reigns sends his regards. It was like the Lannister sends his regards. You know, and then the Usos do like a stance there. What else happens? I'm literally just jumping through here to see. You had Rollins who had a segment. Uh, He didn't have a segment. He just came out to watch the tag team match where I swear to God, if you lie to me one more time, you motherfucker. This bitch said, (laughs) this is a little unorthodox. No, the fuck it's not. Yeah, I've never done this before. This has never been seen in the history of Raw. Week. You know, that's very the only thing. And then when the other guys came out, I was like, "Watch, this is gonna become the trios match. That's the only thing that they're gonna do." So, and you're like, "What else could you do?" And then that's what she did. You know, and the Rollins who knocked his asses there during the trios ado, match. Please help me. Without further ado, please help. Please help. Why is that not her drop yet? I'll find the episode if you need me to. <laughs> yeah, so you get Biggie cleaning house on the uh, on the Usos. What else of relevance here? Can you believe we're doing it this way? I like doing it this way better, actually. Riddle and Riddle and uh, Orton, Riddle, Riddle and Orton wind up becoming a part of this because Riddle comes in. Um, I mean, Orton comes in with the RKO, essentially RKO party here, winds up happening. So you get the baby faces against the heels. You know, Orton makes it clear that that all he's interested in is the tag titles. He doesn't give a fuck about the team, but then he slips up and says the opposite. He goes away frustrated because between that and the camel, he's just had it with this week. <laughs> well, no, he said he cares only about the team and the titles. Yeah, when he meant to say he only cares about the titles, he got tongue-tied there, and that's how come um, Riddle goes, so you do care about the team, and he goes, ah, and he just walks off pissed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (gasps) Oh, yes, I'm so glad that I stumbled across this, because we didn't talk about this last week. and I got a bone to pick with them. And I only glanced up today. Come on, where the fuck? Yeah, so do drop bad, huh? the fuck so let, 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 let's see let's see have a quick look here yeah it just because i didn't even actually hear this there's someone like bianca belia why why so okay so i'm gonna tell this story from start to wherever the fuck this is and then i'm gonna tell you my issues with it so they named the survivor series team last week dewdrop comes in why am I not on the Survivor Series team? Like, this bitch just didn't, has only ever done this shit with Eva Marie since she's fucking been here. 
Then, flash forward this week, she specifically calls out Bianca Belair. And then they do their little thing. Bianca has her match, and she comes out and basically says, after Survivor Series, I'll be looking for you. So basically, they're sitting there telling me that Dewdrop can go from feuding with Eva Marie's irrelevant ass to thinking she deserves to be on Survivor Series, and she's a heel. Why? And my wife said she's wearing an Emma shirt. No, no, don't, don't you disrespect Emma like that. Emma did shit. All right. Emma was relevant before she started dancing. I'm still waiting for her to get over, by the way, people. See, this would have just been so much easier if you would have just brought her in as Piper Niven. She was just Piper Niven, and then we'd all been happy. But no, we had to have Dude Drop and Eve Marie. Now we're where we're at. I'm looking up on the screen more covering Raw with you now than I did when I I literally wrote our our program for tonight while Raw was just on in my ear in the back. I barely looked up at my big screen. So it's like, I'm like, let me put the curtain over so don't DMCS while we're clicking. But what else was relevant of this shit? So we had uh, the Dude Drop bullshit, that interference, and then she comes out and talks more shit. Oh, I remember Tamina is going to have this a match against so Bianca Belair. No one's meaner than Tamina. I can't believe that we're still doing that. You're still doing that. We're not. <laughs> yeah, nobody's meaner than Tamina. And of course, what do you think happened? Of course, Tamina jobs out. Natty's not here. She can't save her. Well, Natalia is also a heel now with no explanation. That, that, that's every time she turns heel. There's never an explanation. She was just on SmackDown being evil. It was just like, what the fuck? Really? I haven't seen I haven't seen Natalia heel turn with an explanation yet. Why? And then this was kind of weird too because dude drops a heel, right? This is yes. not very. This doesn't help enforce her being healed. This that they. Three and name was Bianca Belair able to muscle entertainment value? Come on, Saxon, you were dancing a few weeks ago. Now that you've had a match, you must be exhausted after Survivor Series this Sunday. So now that you had a match, you must be exhausted. So I'm not going to do anything to you. Okay. That's very honorable of you. You sure? Someone's not going to come from behind and... No? Yeah. I'm still waiting Thanks. for her to get over. Everybody who told me that Eve Marie thing was supposed to get her over. Still waiting. Eve Maria apparently asked for her release a while ago because they were using her, not using her, didn't know what to do. But no, like, you're in the shit when Eva Marie has to release. Damn. George, the better question is, why is she on my TV screen? Because I don't need her. It's like this company doesn't know if they should wind their ass or wipe their watch. Because, like, her music and everything that she has is friendly. It's party. Da, da, da. And now she's straight up bad. They, you could tell they were unprepared. You know? So, in other words, it's, a, it's another day in the office. If it can even be called another day in the office. You know? <sighs> Good thing Piper Niven's not here to suffer through this bullshit. Oh my god, this damn company. I love how you're saying Piper's not here to suffer through it, and Piper's literally here suffering through it. No, she's not. Do drop here to suffer through it. I don't know where the fuck Piper went. Give me a second here. I'm just adjusting our screens. I refuse to acknowledge this irrelevant fuck as Piper Niven. There we go. Sorry, I lost the feed there for a minute. So what else do we have? Oh, for some reason we had, uh, yeah, we have Liv Morgan, who's the number one contender of God knows what, God knows why. So basically, this is them trying to kiss up to the fans they've already pissed off by giving her a title shot that even they know she hasn't earned because you haven't given her a chance to earn it because you've been taking shit away from her every time. Yeah. And Becky basically just addresses everything that was said on uh, SmackDown by Charlotte. You know, she just does a quick recap of all that shit. 
Welcome to the big time. Becky Lynch. Becky, who the hell are you? Charlotte Flair out here acting like she don't know who the hell I am. Person who was there so happy for you with every opportunity you those conditions are that you be the star and i be the person and the person who had to do so much more than be just a one note rip off of somebody and the person yeah she shifts on her legacy whose success has made you the most miserable human being most importantly i'm the person you're gonna go face to not about brand supremacy to me no this is about personal legacy Uh oh yeah takes it to a whole different level of her, her promos I are was, still good I, I, I was hoping she would just throw in the person who's been kicking your ass for a year and a half but uh, I, I couldn't get everything I like like she, she got, got a point let's be real nobody in this world is convinced that Becky's losing this match because Becky hasn't lost this match in forever yeah and then God knows why they decided they're gonna put Liv Morgan out there and then they more or less bury Liv where she's like Four months ago, I told you you were going to win the title because I know it's going to come back and happen. Now you're not going to get it. You weren't able to do anything. You're horrible. You suck. I'm sorry. For last week, you just walked away from a chance to take that raw women's cheek. I only left to give you a moment after your victory. Lord knows you know. I went to the trouble Lord. of preparing a video package. Shall we take a look? She went, Lord knows you don't get many of those. And I've thought about that every single day. And she's love to take it off Becky Lynch. It's not my fault. I wasn't even here. <laughs> the way she fucking buried her. See, remember that thing I told you about how none of these matches Survivor Series are going to matter? They're already starting up Becky and Liv. We haven't even gotten past Survivor Series. If they even are. I don't know if they're taking her that serious. Liv's oh, they contract, are. Liv's contract's almost up. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to give it one last little push, one last little push. Their their version of what they think will make the fans happy, and then she's gone. Why put her over? They'll give her. They'll, they'll give. They'll give the fans what they want at the end. Big time Bex is really just a big time bitch. Underestimating Liv Morgan. And look at that, Liv Morgan managed to reverse the manhandle slam. Yeah, yeah, George, she has a very big following, and WWE's been shitting on them for years. Yeah, she just ran into Ruby right the other day at the airport. The two of them were hanging out. Yeah. You know? They're going to punish her for that? Unless they trick her into another contract and they tell her, look, we're going to give you this title if you uh, if you fall in line. And and then see what they're going to do is they're going to have her sign it, have her win, and then just spawn in the money in the bank briefcase and then take it. Do you like Ru- do, do you like Liv? George, because if you do, I can't wait to see you every Wednesday for Dynamite. Right. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means, George. You only live once. It can happen. Okay, we got the Orton stuff that we already talked about. We don't need to go more into that kind of shit. Street Profits have a match against I, Otis and uh, What's-His-Face. I don't care. Yeah, Otis. It's I love how they're, irrelevant. They're, they're, continue, they're doing that bullshit they do where it's like, he's a hard regret. Who fucking cares? Yeah, Rey Mysterio's grievance with with uh, Pierce, we already spoke about. Zelina Vega um, and Carmella have a match against... Oh, no, the they tag- have two separate matches. Zelina has a match against Nikki, and then Carmella has a match against Ruby. Even better, two separate segments to skip. Exactly. 
just do it. Like it didn't register to me until because you see they're doing this thing where they have the matches in the corner of the screen. Up until that point, I was like, "So did y'all just forget the other two? Gra- oh, it's a singles match." Yeah, I could care less about any of this that basically happened. Man, stop me if you see something because you can see behind the curtain. Stop me if you see something that I should be looking at that fucking matters. Just keep going. Okay, we got Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. I do remember you know seeing this match. Get right good now, match, you know what I mean? Of course you're going to get a good match out of these guys, you know, with no, no lead-in or anything. I would have saved this for some sort of a pay-per-view in an alternate universe. Yeah, but see, yeah, but that involves him doing effort now. You know, shit about Finn. Kevin Owens goes over. Everybody goes over Finn Balor, you notice that shit? Like, yeah. everybody. This know. didn't happen in NXT, just saying. His stock drops significantly. Tell you, they Kevin Owens was halfway the out the door. You know? Uh, what else? What else? What else? We have... AJ and Omas once again he does a horrible comparison he completely kills the we have a Hulk line like if anyone didn't see the line or know the movie they're not going to get what the comparison was because he left out the we have a Hulk part he said the we have an army part and then said I have an Omas but that doesn't make sense unless you would have first said the we have an army I have a Hulk and then been like well we have an Omas but good try I know he saw the movie you know uh, what else? All right, Damian Priest against Nakamura, right? Yeah, they announced that like we don't have the internet, or like we haven't watched like the last five or six Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley has a match against Rey Mysterio, right? Kills him, and that was actually the main event. Yeah, was there any reason why he gets killed here? I don't even know. get back in the six one nine. I remember now, just so they could take him off the team and then replace him with Austin Theory. Right, right. Austin Theory comes out at the very end. It just seemed like so last minute, like a bunch of hotshot booking here. We got Ray wrestling. He loses. And then it's like, fuck him. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. Austin Theory. Like nothing was written for any reason. So both Mysterios are out of the match as a result of this? Yep. Why though? Then why even, why tease all of that? You know what I mean? And then he announces, all right, well, we're not going to be, it's going to be none of these other people. Like they're making all of the 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 authority figures heels, and Adam Pearce is the manager of both shows. Why would he be more invested in the Raw team? Nobody knows. It's not like he has one one brand and there's another brand that he's going up against, and then it ends with that with Austin Theory taking a fucking selfie of that. Yep. Did I mention how much I love this new format of the weeklies of anything important happening? That's what we talk about because there's going to be weeks where Raw just gets fucking skipped. That in a sense was me skipping it. <laughs> I just looked at no. I, I mean, back when at I say you. skipped, it's gonna go from SmackDown to fucking black screen. If I would honestly, if I would have been more attentive to Raw throughout the night, which I'm gonna have to be now, I would have not even uh, ran that because yeah. it was like what? What did, yeah. I didn't? I didn't find what I, I didn't find what I'm supposed to be looking at. L- l- literally, this is what I'm starting to do it, and this is some of y'all getting a little behind the scenes. When it hits eleven o'clock, Ricky, we're getting a message on if we skip Raw or not. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll just pay attention. I always have a highlight reel ready so that we can figure out what's going on. But this is all. Yeah, just, yeah, just what you do. Just watch the highlight reel before we go on. That didn't make me feel like watching a Survivor Series. <laughs> you know? Once again, all I'll say is I have my place to go where Full Gear is ready to go. All right, I give well, them two matches in. I might just watch fucking Full Gear. All right. Well, there is the link to the poll. Also, if you go to talkbrunch.com, top of the page. The button for Survivor Series should also be there. This is going to be the fastest poll ever. I Because nothing in this pay-per-view matters. I spent more time putting it together than actually looking at it. That's where I am. Bear well, with hey, me at here. least we have Dynamite to look forward to on Wednesday. All right. Well, Raw vs. SmackDown Survivor Series Women's Elim- Elimination Tag Team Match. Team Raw. 
Bianca Belair, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina Vega, and Rhea Ripley against Team SmackDowns, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, and Shotzi, and a mystery person. Team Raw because I'm not voting for an incomplete team. Um, it's funny how the team, the one team doesn't have Nikki Cross. You would think that she would have made it, but no, I guess superheroes can't be on teams. And, and when you look at SmackDown's team, you have three turns that made no sense. Sasha just turned with no rhyme or reason. Natty turned with no rhyme or reason. Shotzi turned because that's fucking stupid. Everybody and then turned. Shayna Baszler's here. No one who's heels face anymore. No one who's face is here. Who's, so who would go in that last slot? I don't even know who's, who would be left. I don't nobody know. They, they, they'll incorporate some bullshit draft rule and trade Dewdrop over that she'll be with. And then trade her back just for the feud. I wasn't even joking. I could easily see them doing it. Bailey would be interesting. Imagine if Bailey came back during this. I don't think she's healed though yet. Yeah, there's wishful thinking there though. I wouldn't disrespect Bailey by bringing her back on this shit pay per view. Well, they're not going to save anything for us. I mean, this is Survivor Series. People are acting like it's not like a big thing. Like this is the things you save things for. <laughs> this card does not say big thing. I'm just saying this is one of the events you would be saving things for. You wouldn't be going to this event and being like we're saving things for another big one. This is an event that you use. You start firing your guns. So. I would like to be a, a good person there. I think maybe, what about Asuka? Maybe. If they ain't already forgot about her. Because it borrows me that they've just kept her just not doing shit for this long. She has like fucking her social media has been entertaining as all hell. I don't know where the fuck they're going with her. I think I'm going to go Team SmackDown. Even with the missing factor, it's like there's more power there than these guys. It's like I'm, most of the people on the other team lose. You know, like it or hate them, the people on the right team have some notches under their belt. Sasha's a winner. You know, Shayna kills people's arms. You know, Shotzi's been going over and has momentum right now. Natalia's and Natalia. And it's like, on the other hand, we have Miss the fastest pin in, in like fucking women's history. We have our Rhea Ripley, the sidekick. Uh, we have Liv Morgan. Enough said there. Um, Carmella. I, like, no, I have to go to SmackDown with this man. There's like almost no incentive for Raw to win. I'm going to go exactly Raw win. Raw IC champion versus SmackDown US champion. Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Damian Priest, because here's a little fun thing. Nakamura's had a title defense since he's been champion again. Yeah, he's only defended the title once. Whereas Priest has defended it at least three or four times. Yeah, I'm going for the champion they actually give half a shit about. Yeah, makes sense. They haven't been pushing Nakamura in the longest time. Raw versus SmackDown tag team match. The Usos, Jay and Jimmy against RK Bro. Yeah, they're probably gonna give it to the Usos. Uh, I think RK bro. Let's see Orton losing yeah. here. Yeah, but then you know how they like to break tag teams up. This will be a perfect opportunity for them to do that. Like anybody wants it. Yeah, no, I think RK bro just because uh, they're still keeping that team strong with momentum. Maybe that'll be the breakup. Though you could be right. I'm not disputing that. They're 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 too predictable. <laughs> Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series men's elimination tag team match. Team SmackDowns, Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin with with Mad Cat Moss, Jeff Hardy, and King Woods with a mystery person against Team Ross, Bobby, Lashley, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Austin Theory. Who is the mystery person for, for Team SmackDown? It'll be like Seamus. Gilbert or some shit. Such Seamus. Oh, Gilbert, come on. I don't trust him. They gave us a dewdrop heel turn with no logic. I don't trust him. These aren't for titles. You, re- you got to remember that, George. Oh, I know. You're saying, you're saying, that, that, you know, that, that, I'm saying to George, because George is like the Usos always win. They just got those titles. Yeah, but none of these are all non-title yeah, yeah, matches. This, yeah, these are champion these versus champion matches. are actually going to affect anything on either show. 
Like they're going to be champions after this, no matter what happens. They, what, what was it? D- Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship the week before Survivor Series a couple years back. And you're saying Rollins keeps winning at wrestling and life. Same thing could be said about Happy Corbin. That's why he's so happy. Right. Same thing we said about McIntyre. Woods is Ryan probably one of the best runs he's had in a little while. Everyone's happy. Except the Mysterios because they got shitty booking right off the team. I think that uh, Team Raw here looks stronger. Yeah. You can't go with a team where the manager is Riddick Moss. It's not just that. They have a lot of current champions, people who are currently involved in the main event scene stuff, people who are considered big deals across the board. There's no weak point in this team. Austin Theory, I guess, would be considered the weak point based on uh, experience. And they might even be using it to kickstart his push. Raw versus SmackDown Women's World Champions match. Becky. Any other choices? I think this one's very obvious for me. I don't have a question in my mind about what this one is. Never been so sure in my life. And that is correct. DQ, no contest. (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) I don't care who you are. I wouldn't want to be the producer, the booker, the writer, anybody in charge of this thing in any way. No matter who it is, they're going to just fucking fuck it. DQ, no contest. Throw it out. Have a pull apart. Go to a scene of some kids getting special needs. Next match. Raw versus SmackDown men men's world champions match roman reigns versus biggie i'm going roman because they don't have the balls to have roman lose on pay-per-view and even if live in, interferes in the next in the last match against charlotte that'll still be a dq no contest type thing where it gets thrown out or whatever not a clean win is essentially what we, we mean when we put that there yeah some kind of fuckery one person's not going to definitively go over the other. I mean, it could be like, well, actually, yeah, because that would be more like if one gets the other disqualified. What you're saying is like if she actually causes uh, Becky to win. I don't know who Brooke is, but Brock ain't oh, coming Brock. back for that. No, he's not coming back for that. The tribal chase. That's that's Jesus what we, that's what we call it when uh <laughs> the, when they run the around ringside, right? Like when Roman, like when Roman's chasing yeah, somebody around ringside. Oh, George. <laughs> Your spell check ain't got no disregard for you, man. Nah, I like that. The tribal chase. I'm going to chase the you around ringside. Chase. Catch you with that drive-by and, and, shit and, and that I he does. I love how you corrected it. The tribal chief. We could call it what it is. The tribal the tribal chase. Like, oh it's somebody trying to win the is title it, wait, from Roman. Wait, wait, is, wait, is, is this the second coming of the bog dog? No, I like it. The tribal chase. The, the chase for his title. Oh, damn. Ooh, the They're going to steal it. Watch. They're going to steal it. No, they won't. That actually is entertaining. It's already theirs. Watch. You're going to be like the, tri- the tribal chase is off to the races. No, see, I'm going to tell you exactly why it's not good. See, George made you laugh with it. They don't like stuff that makes you laugh. Reigns wins. Brock shows up. Well, Reigns wins no matter what. Yeah, Bro- Brock ain't showing up for this. Brock said, he would, well, Brock did say he's going to be a SmackDown. He said he bought a ticket to front row, right? Yeah. That's not yeah, very. George might be right. That's not very like Brock to be buying tickets like that. Yeah, but then again, nobody ever has the balls to spend Brock, so. All right. Well, with that, let's take a one last look here to see. Yeah, I think you guys can hit that finish button there, right? We're done. Yes. That is a poll. Just hit the finish button on the bottom. If there are new matches added by some miracle, you can just come back to the website, redo the poll, skip all of the previous choices, do only the one you need, scroll down to the bottom, hit finish survey again, and it'll still count within the odds yeah maybe they'll resurrect the title for the 24 7 championship to go up over the pre-show oh they'll do the cruiserweight title because they like fucking over that division they'll do something no they won't 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, that being said, don't forget we have a bunch of stuff coming up, including this Sunday, immediately following the event of Survivor Series. We will be having a post show as we always do. We're going to cover everything that happened in the event, take you guys through the results, and just have a good old time. Also, throughout the week leading into Survivor Series, there'll be extra content, new games, new things going on. We're going to cover the week of Xbox one way or another. There'll be content. Just check regularly. Go back to TalkBrunch.com. Follow us on social media. That's the fastest place to get announcements where you can find us and all of the links to all of our content. With that said, next week, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time flagship show for this network on after Monday Night Raw. Talk much live. Thank you to the chat room. To Cabigon and Stasis and Spartan Jesus and King Quest and George and Don Destestello Ban Benio and Roxis and of course all of you that are listening across the podcast platforms, the proper podcast platforms on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, the video feed for Facebook and Twitch. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Bunch Live, episode 492, hosted by your truly Rick Dare, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soulblow Frazier, we're out of here. It's the summer. I don't even got anything to do with you. Shut it down.